Blog Talk Radio. Group, and she's like, oh, that's big, that's big. 
So I'm excited. So I was so proud. I was so proud that she was proud, and, you know, it made me, it, it, was, it made my week, okay? So it was really good. I'm excited. So many great things happening. Uh, man, Power Book Ghost. Got to, well, first let's talk about Snowfall, okay, because we're right before the end of Snowfall, like the seat, the the show before the end. And I was so bad that when, I was so happy when Oso made it. I was like, for, hey, if you haven't seen it, that's too bad. I'm getting ready to spoil it, okay? But this last episode, when Oso, that's the only thing I was like, you know, because my favorite character besides Uncle Jerome is Oso and Lee, Leon. I, everybody else, I you know, y'all can get it. But, anyway, <laughs> but I was really shocked about how Teddy went out. I don't think I was expecting, I mean, I don't think I was expecting it at that point. Like, right when, like, like it was crazy. For those of you who've been watching Snowfall, right, you know, you know that Teddy, that Franklin has been after his money from Teddy. You know, because Teddy, Teddy's the CIA guy who took all of Franklin's $70 million and put it and stashed it away in some account, and Franklin can't get none of that money he worked damn hard for on them streets, Right. And so, you know, we know all the history with Franklin, how it went down between Franklin and uh, 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 Franklin, and, every, and it's just it's 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 been a crazy ride. So I I was just actually su- surprised when Franklin's mom took Teddy out right before he was getting ready to give the password for the money. Nuts, man. Nuts, nuts, nuts. But I was so happy to see when Oso got on that off that plane and he walked away. And I'm just thinking Oso's walking into a, 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 a freedom somewhere, and we'll see him again maybe in the spinoff. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. So I'm hoping Leon is the last episode is coming next week of Snowfall, and you know I'm just hoping that Leon makes it. Okay, and um, yeah, Snowfall really was good the last uh, few episodes. Okay, so we, I I don't know if we've seen the end of, of, oh my goodness, uh, let me see, hold on, let me think, let me pull this up. I don't know in Snowfall if we've seen the end, let me see if I can, Aunt Louie's character She's she Aunt Louie got away It looks like she drove off away But I'm worried because Aunt Louie Told that cop Where she had that stash The cop that was working for her In the house So I'm hoping that's not really Aunt Louie lied I'm hoping that Because I can see them come get Louie In that stash right And Louie ended up and got messed up So I'm hoping we just seeing Louie drive off And get and get safe somewhere. Even though you know, even though I didn't like Louis, Louis made me mad about a lot of things. But Louis really has been the brains behind Franklin's operation, if you really look at it. Franklin, Franklin's like ghost to me. You know, certain things I just didn't like. But yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting so far. Power Book Two. Okay, you know how Snowfall last year had its Tiger episode. <laughs> Snowfall had a, like the most ridiculous episode. Well, to me, 
Power Book 2 had one of its most ridiculous yet best episodes this season. <laughs> and the ridiculousness is because we see the kids go across overseas uh, on a trip with this new rich guy, Jay, is it JR or something like that? A rich guy that's coming to the picture where they're working at Weston Holdings, but you know they're selling drugs out of Weston Holdings and all this stuff. And they go over there, and Norma, who is the, the connect, the new connect for Tyreek's and them drug game, and who's ruthless and everything, suddenly shows up in Paris. I think it's in Paris. So it shows up in Europe somewhere and wants them to do a job that almost again gets them killed. And it's their tiger moment. For me, it's the tiger moment. It's the snowfall tiger moment in power because this, the scene is so, like, kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Even though it, 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 it's international, I don't know. I felt like it was just kind of weird that Norma just pops up. So it was, like a, it was like a snow, I feel like it was a snowfall tiger moment. Like it was one of those ridiculous episodes, but it had a lot in it. A lot of things happen in this episode. Now, what makes this episode so good? Because we find out that Monet, a.k.a. Mary J. Blige, is the devil. Okay, We knew Monet was the devil, but Monet is the devil. That's why she walking around there with that red hair. Monet is not only the devil, but she's a black widow. She keeps killing her baby daddies. <laughs> she killed Mecca, Zeke's daddy, and now she has somebody kill uh What's the man's name? I forget, Lorenzo. I mean, really? Like, your kid's daddy? Like, I know Lorenzo ain't is a dumbass for getting the killing Zeke instead of Mecca. But then you going to have your kid's daddy? Well, I don't know. It's questionable if Lorenzo is Kane's daddy. <laughs> I don't know how they sell that off the of power. Even though I love Kane. But it's wild that... And Monet, to think that nobody's going to figure out, Monet, that it's you who had Lorenzo killed when his body is outside of Zeke's memorial. It's kind of crazy, okay? When them kids found out you done killed, they did. Child, I know Kango already know, but for the rest of them kids, when them kids find out you done took out their daddy, Monet. And you took out these days. You just don't like the men in your life. You hate the men in your life. Mary J. Blige, a.k.a. Monet, hates, I don't know about Mary, but Monet, the character she plays, hates the men. She hates them, except for Tyreek. Now, she loves Tyreek. She loves Tyreek, but you got to watch a little Tyreek. Tyreek can love you and put a bullet in Tyreek don't give a shit. That's what remember he's in that he's in that scene and he's telling somebody, well, I, I think, I'm thinking it's Effie or Lauren that he's talking to. He said, I love you, but I put a bullet in you. That's Tyreek all day. You got to handle Tyreek with it like a grain of salt. You can't trust Tyreek out in these streets, okay? And I feel like Monet, who's a.k.a. the devil, is trusting like her, her Luciferian son. And you know how that is. How can you trust a Luciferian son? You can't. Okay? And so what, what's going to happen because Norma's already asking questions about, have you kids heard anything about who killed Mecca? And they're like, nope, haven't heard anything. And you know Tyreek sit there and watch Monet, him and Monet set up to kill Mecca's ass? So you know Tyreek going to use that information against you eventually, Monet? I don't know. If it comes between Tyreek 
and his real family? Maybe so. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Let me just say this about power. Power, I miss Courtney. I don't know who the new showrunner is. I'm sorry. I, this is no offense to you. But Courtney, I miss the lives, Courtney. Courtney, are you still doing the lives? Courtney, I don't think you do. It's similar. Has Courtney been doing any lives? This, I mean, it, the lives helped us so much in understanding our power characters. I love when uh, when Courtney would come on live, like every Tuesday or something, and she would really just entertain. And I know she's got her own thing. That she's got her thing over on. What's she at Netflix now? But I miss though. Wait a minute. I think she does have the lives. Am I missing the lives? Y'all got to tell me, am I missing the lives? I don't know if I – no, she's not having them. Okay, she's just doing the previews on there. Okay, so I'm looking right here on her Instagram to see if she's been doing lives. I mean, she's still advertised ghosts. Uh, it's her baby. But – I need Courtney back as a showrunner. I, I, I miss the intensity. I miss that. I, I, I miss something about her. I feel her energy of that is slightly missing in this year, missing. Because these are her babies, and I really think she means it. Like, I don't believe it. When 50 Cent say he the money behind this all. But Courtney, I feel, are, these are her babies. Like, when she talks about power, it's with such... Like, you know, passion, when she's talking about it, like, oh, yeah, like she's talking about you guys are going to meet. Oh, how I wrote it was I expected, so I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you can feel her energy about it. Star's your best advocate for, for a, and even though she's working for the Netflix for new shows, I mean, your best advocate for uh, power is so much. I don't know why she can't cross-connect and cross-work, but it's, it's, it's Courtney. I can tell that Courtney's not the showrunner. There's something that's missing. I, I can't, and and, and, and and I don't know. I feel like it's, the show is missing just a little something, even though I've enjoyed it. Maybe it's missing Courtney's lives. Y'all need to get Courtney to do an after show or something like that because, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm looking at the characters and I'm going, okay, like I didn't like Lauren showing up and, you know, Lauren let Tyreek know that Effie tried to kill her and she's not really dead. Okay, she shows up in the middle of the night, scares shit out of Tyreek because Tyreek thinks she did. So Tyreek come out to meet somebody and he's me and here comes Lauren's ass walking up. Okay. Now, I'm personally thinking that Tyreek is probably going to have to re-kill Lauren. That's what I'm thinking, which would be really good. Because <laughs> I don't like Lauren. Lauren's like Angelo 2.0. Who would I like to see Tyreek with out of the girls that's on the show? I really like the Keisha girl. What's the girl? The girl who's a student who's real hood. And so I really like her for Tyreek. There's, some, there's something there. I wish they would they would put it together, but they won't. I need them to put it together. I really like her because she's pretty, but she got that hood edge. I like Effie. Effie's the Scorpio of the group, what I perceive as a Scorpio. Effie moves like a Scorpio. Does Effie move like a Scorpio? You don't know nothing about her background. She moving. You know, I'm a Libra in Scorpio, so I tell y'all a little bit of stuff. But real Scorpio, like Scorpio's deep in the game, we really don't tell you everything. Like even the Libra in Scorpios, we tell you a lot, but we, we sometimes we, we, we disguise and stuff, right? But... 
Evie moves like a real Scorpio. Like she, you don't know nothing about her. She's done. You kind of can't. You don't know if she she gonna get you. If she gonna bite you or not. <laughs> See, I'm a nice Scorpio. Evie is like a true. She's truly in her Scorpio energy, right? But I have people say that to me, like, I don't really, you know, I don't know what to make you. I'm like, really? Do I come off like this? Do I come off me? But people will be thinking, like, oh, yeah, sometimes you, I don't know, you might be a little tricky. I'm like, no, I really, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, unless you make me tricky. But Effie moves like a Scorpio. Now, here's the thing, what I love about Effie, because Effie really loves Tyrese. And the reason why Effie killed Lauren, not because she was scared of the competition, no. She killed Lauren because Lauren wasn't good for the game. Lauren was out here in these streets about to snitch. She going to cave. Effie knew she was a loose link. And Effie's that down for Tyree. She does what needs to be done. However, I don't like her for Tyree. My choice for Tyree is either the girl, the hood girl that's in class that's really smart. I really would like to see them put her together. Is it Keisha? I forget her name. Or Diana. I really don't like Angela. I don't really like Lauren. And I, but I like Effie. I like there always being that tension and that love there between Tyreek and Effie. But I feel like Effie is way too much like Tyreek, but in a different kind of way. Like in a more Effie is the is a gangster without she's Scorpio. <laughs> She'll sneak tip on you. <laughs> oh my god! That's a, I, I, when I, they did a zodiac thing of the power characters, and one of the things they said, I believe Ghost myself is a Capricorn or a Scorpio. He either, he moves like like either one. Ghost sneaky because they called him Ghost because they said his if anybody ever seen him, you're probably dead. Like if you found out who he was. And he moved one of the ways he's got his name is because he moved like a ghost. Well, that's how Scorpios move. We, we, we move under the radar when we really move. And we, uh, well, we, you know, like the Libra and Scorpios, people say, y'all, y'all be out out there or whatever. But we still move under the radar, too, with things we don't really want you to know. <laughs> right? It's like, we, and so I feel like Effie, they said that. That's what they said. Effie, if she was in the first power, moves like a Scorpio. Effie does, and she's still moving like a Scorpio and power too. Like she makes decisions that you may not like, but she makes them in terms of her love for somebody. You know what I'm saying? But it's, sometimes they're often dark or they're misguided or something like that. But Effie is a chick that feels like if I'm in the game, I'm in the game. If I'm a criminal, I'm a criminal. <laughs> and I can appreciate that. So that's why I love. So, but I like that about Effie. But Effie, we see this week delivers a blow. And remember, she's looking like she's about to tell Tyreek she she killed Lauren, or she thinks she killed Lauren. And Tyreek instead, she lays on Tyreek singing it's like "I love you too." And Tyreek's looking like, "Yeah, whatever, Elsa." Like you know, because he already know. I mean, wow, it's it. I cannot. We we always know that. Episode six is crazy. Okay, so we always know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what we're going to get in episode six, but we see. I'm feeling the Russians come back out because I'm. I'm thinking that 
he that that they're going to what's it what's what's Diana's brother what's the other Drew, Drew what's his name I forget his name Drew is going to think um, is going to think his father was killed Lorenzo was killed by the Russians and they're going to, he's going to do something stupid and that's why the Russians come and shoot up that funeral okay that's what I'm trying that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking okay. So it's going to be a big mess, it's going to be wild, madness, and crazy, but this is what I would, this is why I need Courtney. Because, first of all, we have not seen any signs of Power Book Force, which is Tommy's uh, version of Power Book Force. But, listen, I'm, you know when you feel like they've done one too many powers. Like, I mean, I understood them giving Tommy one, but I so would love to see Tommy show up in power like it cross connect in some ways. Oh my god, I feel like Tyreek sometimes needs a visit from Tommy to remind him of the game. Like you remind him of it from an OG point of view, you know? Like Tommy needs to show up sometimes. And I like to I like them to heal that relationship. Here's a couple of things I like to happen. I need to see Tasha back. Because we all know Tommy ain't going to kill Tasha, no matter what. Tommy talking shit, but Tommy cared for Tasha. He ain't going to kill Tasha. If he was going to kill Tasha, he would have did that shit in power, okay? So we know that's not going to happen. So I need Tommy. I need y'all to get Tasha out of protective services and come back and help her son. But i also like to see Tommy cross over into power and and I like to see Tyreek cross over into Power Force. Him and some of his crew. I would love to see that connect every blue, like every now and then. Like it come, like they can, can connect, like that. every now and then. Every, you know, it's, we get somebody crossing over. I love that idea. Okay, like kind of like the Avengers cross over in every all they, you know, Marvel crosses all their characters over into stuff. Okay, I love that idea. I'm just hoping that's what they do. Okay. So Power Book, Power Book Ghost has been very interesting, very good. Now, I am wondering because we are hearing, we have been hearing rumors. There was there's been all kind of rumors out there. Even though Courtney Kemp swears when she was over Power that Ghost was dead, okay. But there has been rumors out here that Ghost, they they were thinking about having Ghost Reed show up, Jane St. Patrick, in a London version of Power. Now, that would be interesting because we've seen this new character come in, Norma, who is from London. So, yeah, I'm, you know, we'll see. See how this all works out. But it's crazy. It's really good. Enjoy Power Book. Very good this week. Kind of tigerish, though, a little snowfall tigerish, but still liked it, okay? All right, you guys. I did not see Love After Lockup this week, and I have not watched. Can I, 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 I have not watched Marriage in Huntsville, the first episode. I saw pieces of it tonight. I didn't really watch it. Can I just tell y'all, I don't know how I'm feeling about Huntsville. You know, I kind of uh, kind of threw it off like the last couple of episodes, the last time. I didn't even really watch that much of the reunion. I think I watched one or and a half or two of the reunion shows. I don't know what to feel about Marriage in Huntsville. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how the season goes, okay? I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not sure, okay? Not sure how to feel about it. Um, 
What else is going on out here? Uh, I didn't have, do I have an it's a word for you guys today? I don't think I have an it's a word. No, I don't think I, but you know what? When we come back, I'm going to take a break. But when we come back, child, we got to talk about Jaguar, right? You know, I had to give y'all an update on Jaguar because, like I said, I've been rooting for Jaguar out in these streets. I wanted Jaguar to get back to her music and stuff, but, child, this past week, YouTube, let me tell you, YouTube got its own little reality. Y'all don't know, the Jaguar Rights uh, show comes on YouTube, and it's hosted by several different bloggers. <laughs> okay? And this week, I mean, we've seen Jaguar get evicted this week, and you know, eviction ain't funny shit. That ain't no, that ain't no man. That shit is not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's not. That is not funny for anybody. Okay, I don't, I don't want to even look or laugh at it. You know, people are like, you know, people are like, damn, Jaguar out on the street. Jidag is out on the street. That's what they call her nickname on YouTube. But what was sad to me, because I have a heart, you know, for her mom elderly mom and her son who looks like something is wrong there. He's sweet. He's a great-looking guy, a kid. But, you know, it's like, oh, damn, they didn't ask for this. It was just that part was sad. But then Jaguar gets arrested on camera on the YouTube streets, okay? If Jaguar don't put down that, well, she's putting down that phone now because she's going to be in jail, I'm here for a while. It was a sad, a sad, uh, what was it, season one ending to the Jaguar Wright show, okay? <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about, uh, what else? Y'all, y'all want me, I'm going to get right into Chloe Bailey. I know, I know, I know, I know. Chloe only sold 10,000 albums this week. Now, I said, Chloe, don't feel bad. Because nobody's really selling albums that much as your mentor. <laughs> oh, sorry, beast word. But, you know, hey, it's true. Man, speaking of that, I went on the other day. I was getting ready to buy my Beyonce ticket, right? I thought there was no need to rush. <clears throat> trying to give you a hint down these streets. I mean, I'm going to get it. But, you know, I was like, man, yeah, you know, I ain't doing what I thought I was doing. You know, but hey, it's gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And they weren't the prices were not bad. Let me tell y'all something. The price well, right now, I don't know how this economy gonna go out here. Okay, you know stuff like that. You know, thank goodness, T Master be offering. You know, they got corn, all kind of stuff out in these streets now. You can do <laughs> right, and the high inflation. But you know. It's a lot of stuff. Let me tell. We got to talk about it. It's a lot of stuff I ain't so selling. Okay. So Chloe, I'm gonna talk about why I think Chloe Bailey did only sold ten thousand albums. I think it's obvious. Y'all talking about they didn't release the right singles? Yes, they did. They released singles. I, I got to pull Chloe's album. Hold on, let me see this. Cause I'm getting ready to be hot. If it was, I haven't even really listened to it all the way. I listened to some of it. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. I got to pull up, child, pull up, see what's going on in this. Um, let's see, do we got it? 
I'm going to see what y'all see here. Because, you know, y'all been like. Okay, is it In Pieces, the new album? Okay. Child, I know. I see what the problem was. Okay, we're going to talk about it when I get back. I didn't notice this the last time. Oh, my God, I see the problem. Child, a mess. Mm-mm-mm. We'll talk about it, okay? Chloe, I'm sorry. I told you to get out. I told y'all. I told y'all. Listen, I told y'all what to, I told you what to I think I said this to Chloe about a couple years ago. I said, you, you ain't going to, I mean, either they're using you to either replace me or we'll save it. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say about Chloe Bailey and why that album didn't do more than 10,000 years. Okay. Meanwhile, this is the Bay, okay? Because Bay's out in these streets doing tours and stuff like that. With Trilogy coming. With Trilogy, when is night coming? That's all I got to say, okay? <laughs> Here is Maxwell. We're off. This is CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay? Oh 
loading up on this. This has been a huge thing, like for them. They 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 talk about. They have chat. I mean, it's it's like the Truman Show. That's what it really is. Jag is the Truman Show. That's what the fuck this is. It's the Truman Show. It's a real life Truman Show happening on YouTube. Okay, it is crazy. Okay, this this lady who used to be ultra, like, who she's not used to be because she's still very talented. And it was sad today because I was listening to her family members because they were trying to let everybody know that the, the I'm hoping. The family members were kind of strange to me because here's the, here's the thing. They, you know, they were going, and I might pay a little bit of that, but um, fair use, I'm going to pay a little bit of that from King, King Davey Way show, but I mean, not King David Way, Sean David Way. But the here, the, 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 I'm going to get to them in a minute, what I thought about them, to play a little bit of them talking about Jaguar. You know, they said Jaguar is being wild. This is just her, who she is. Uh, you know, and plus, the, you know, we suspect there's probably some mental illness going on there. It is just. So sad to see because she's really like a great talent. But you know, like I say, talent ain't everything. I tell y'all that all the time. Talent don't mean nothing. Talent don't mean, you know, I know loads of people with all kinds of talent. Crazy say So it started this week. I have it up, you know, because it's always something strange going on right here. Um, I think we uh, do we have it up here? I don't know. So let's start this week with Jaguar getting evicted. All their shit was out on the curb. It was wild. I mean, yeah, yeah. They had YouTubers. YouTubers have people uh, uh, all around, you know, YouTube who are in Texas and all around cities. And YouTubers will have people going out like like reporters and and, and chasing content, right? And so uh, this was from that this week. One, I mean, this. I think if I got this up this week, I don't know if you even have it. Okay, hold on, let me see. We have, do we have, I don't know if I have, um. Not to, uh, at least post up the divorce paperwork so I know where to get it so I can give it to the detectives and let them know that we are no longer married so they don't have to worry about treating this case, these cases seriously or sensitively because we're married, because we no longer are. Fucking move. I didn't even tell him, but they love him so much. How the fuck your mama and your daddy my, don't even know because they don't live there no more? These fucking niggas, now see right here? This is my bedroom window. This is where they was beating up that man. War. Now that I might have moved out. But I am grateful that I didn't have to tell the Okay, all right, so this all came from the fridge. And half of this shit is getting thrown away. Mom, I'm telling you, you're a food hoarder and it's stuck. It's, it's stinks. So why the fuck did you put it in the bag? Oh, no. 
Okay, now this is from Storm and Rose Show. It's actually from uh, a tape of E.E. Jaguar out there uh, uh, getting evicted, and she's going off on her mom, all kind of stuff. It's like, really? You know, it's crazy. Why would you pack up your wallet and suitcase and go Okay, so like this is she's taping herself while she's getting evicted. Like you think like my my phone, this ain't the time to be taping your shit, <laughs> right? But she's out here. Ta- I'm just like wow. I mean, and her mom's on there. Her son, she's claiming she's looking for her purse. It's just getting, and then the YouTubers are driving past. Okay, that's her trying to talk to one of the residents to prove, like, the areas. Listen, it don't even matter, okay? The thing is, what we saw this week is crazy. I mean, I was just like, seriously? I mean, every time I was not busy, I got to log on to YouTube and see Jag. It was Jaguar. It was was full of Jaguar rights. (laughs) I mean, Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, if she had only known how to do her own content, her own page, her own YouTube, she could have monetized. People have made so much money off of Jaguar. You shouldn't be getting evicted, Jaguar. <laughs> you could have had tons of content, right? Uh, and also, you know, the Legina situation. Legina's been out here. She's been giving her interviews uh, Legina, a.k.a. Art Kelly and Aaliyah's child. <laughs> I don't want to laugh because they don't, you know, you know, well, people out here don't be well in these streets, okay? But, you know, it, you know, Legina is, uh, 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 has been out here doing all kind of interviews, uh, uh, about, uh, regarding Jaguar, okay? Here is from, this one's from Just Say No to SKO, okay? Let's see if we can get some of Legina's, you know, Jelena, Legina um, out here in these streets. Okay, Legina. Now, Legina went, got smart about a week ago. And Legina left Jaguar because they had an argument or something. Legina is the one, they went to, if you've heard this story, Slum Village, okay? Y'all remember the group Slum Village, right? Bat Ten, I think Bat Ten is that the way you say his name? I, I wonder, but his wife Genesis, she's a. Let me tell you, I hate she got dragged into this. She seems like such a sweetheart. I mean, it's just sad. I mean, she she's been knowing Jack for over twenty years, okay? But she's been helping Jack on and off why why Jack was down here, even when Jack was with Goomba, with Goomba's tired ass. This whole other story. But when Jack, she's been helping them. Genesis has. Because Jag, she knew Jag back in the day. So she's like, hey, she's sweet. She's been really sweet. She's allowed her, she's cooked for her. She's done all kinds of, you know, Jag be, she's like, she Jag be going live at her house and Genesis don't even know her ass going live. <laughs> all kind of stuff, okay? Well, Legina called Genesis about a couple of weeks ago and said, please come get me. This is, this is getting crazy up out in these Jaguar Wright streets, okay? 
and plus the Gina knew that not only was it, you know the eviction coming, but Gina wanted to place to stay, aka R. Kelly. R. Kelly, because they R. Kelly been making calls to content creators on YouTube and talking about this case. R. Kelly, when you make these these calls, could you let Gina know you, that's not you weren't Aaliyah didn't have a child. <laughs> But anyway, Genesis goes and helps because Genesis has been a sweetheart. Even sent money to Jaguar's mama when Jaguar went to the went to jail for one of the times. She's been in jail a lot. It's been a whole lot. Shit, we've been seen on YouTube every time. Jag has been in jail the whole time. We ain't missed it at all on YouTube, okay? So this is she's been really this lady's been such a sweetheart. So she went and got Regina. Gave her a place to stay, trying to help her get a job. She's like, you know, I ain't even confronting the Leah stuff, but I personally think you need to confront. She need a therapist. But Gina's out here in these streets talking on Jag, okay? And Jag is pit. Jag was pissed before she went out. You know, <laughs> Jag be mad. And Jag's family was hilarious today. They said they don't know Jag. When she get out of jail, she ain't gonna stop. I was like, no, tell say it ain't so. The family was even talking about how wow, like Jag is. Jag, I'm Jag. <laughs> okay, so here's Regina talking about her experience a little bit with Jaguar from Just Say No to SKO, okay? Who's the sweet gentleman yeah. in this dad's head? Salute to the whole gang. What are y'all traveling so much for? Um, One, you've seen the, the, the Mexican cartel. That was one of the reasons why, for one. Um. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, did you just say the, uh, the cartel? Yeah, remember the... Okay, so let me explain to y'all this, okay? Jag was down here telling about this barbershop allegedly selling drugs or whatever that her and her husband got into a fight in front of, okay? And so suddenly, wherever where Jag was, she got a note, a so-called note from the cartel. <laughs> Because it, you know, the, it was at first when she was talking about the industry a little bit, she was making some sense. And there were some things that I didn't believe her on, but there were some things that I did because I had heard those rumors before in the industry from other people. And what I really think going on now that I've seen it that Jag was hearing stuff, and she was she don't really know for sure, but she's just regurgitating what she done heard about the industry her damn self because she ain't been in it in a while, right? So, uh, Regina's telling about telling us what happened during the cartel, when the so-called cartel, because Regina was hanging with Jag at the time. Because what it was is, let me explain to y'all Regina Go, why Regina Go has this connection with Jag. So, Regina called, they called themselves, they the food Genesis. They told Gina Genesis, who is Batin's wife from uh, Sun Village, they told her so much. She's so, this lady's so sweet. I mean, every time, I feel so sorry for her when she's been on YouTube. She had to come out on YouTube to different content creators and defend herself because Jag was running around here talking about that she killed her husband and shit. <laughs> I mean, Jag was saying the wild stuff. And she had to come out. She's like, I don't even do YouTube. She had to really come out, you know, and defend herself and just kind of straighten up. And she has done so much for that woman. And you know it because she goes live with everything. So, so, so this, this girl, she, she, they told her Genesis, who's Slum Village guy's wife, tells her, and she, she's been helping a lot of people. So they tell her, hey, this kid needs help. 
in Detroit. Somebody's after her. And she's like, oh, my God, because Genesis got seemed like she's a woman with a heart. So they play on her heartstring, and Genesis got connects in Detroit because she's from Detroit. So she said, yeah, I'll send some of my people to go get her. Even put some of her people in danger because she thought this chick, Regina Gold, was in danger. But the rumors are that that allegedly Jag was just trying to get her down here so she can work off the Aaliyah R. Kelly story. <laughs> now, don't nobody, forbid, nobody believe that. <laughs> but Jag was supposed to do, what is it, the DNA test. I don't know who they was going to appear to. On, on Dallas TV. Okay. Which I heard a lot of y'all got duped out of. Okay, But I digress. And it did not happen. Okay, and Jag got pissed afterwards and just started, you know, going off. Okay, so but Regina still thinks she's R. Kelly and Aaliyah's son. I mean, Aaliyah's child. Okay, she really sees she's holding that shit. Okay? She today, because today I was watching our interview and she said, I don't know when my birthday is. Okay. <laughs> what? I swear I live in a twilight zone. Like, you know, I'm okay with it. I've come to, I, you know, and I go outside, I sometimes think I see the little man. Like, Regina thinks she's R. Kelly and Aaliyah's child. I sometimes think I see the little man outside saying, today in the twilight zone, we're blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like he's describing a description of something that's going to happen today in the world, you know? Like, I imagine him in my head. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to Regina Go, a.k.a. allegedly R. Kelly and Aaliyah's child talks about the so-called cartel stuff, so y'all can get a feel of, of, of her, okay? The cartel stuff, did it, what was going on with Jaguar during that time, okay? Because 
they was just like they it's getting too much for even them after she got arrested again. <laughs> I would, I, but, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me have something to do. Okay, so let me see if I can. She kind of helped the situation, because we actually know exactly what's going on. Yeah, this is Jamie and Jasmine. We are her nieces. Hi, Jamie and Jasmine. You're going to listen. You're going to want to know what the person is. So, um, I don't mind having a conversation. Okay, so. Here is Sean Davey Way. He's had a talk. Sean Davey Way show did today a talk with Jag Wire's family, and uh, they kind of explained some of the things. So here's a little bit of that. Y'all have to look at the whole thing on her show. So, um, He has no choice at this point because, right. like, we literally just had this conversation when she was in the mental hospital. And I kept telling him, I'm like, Tammy, what are you and Regina going to do if she gets locked up again? Can't, don't nobody at that house got money, for real. It's only my grandma and my aunt Jackie. She has, she's had control but over she, everything. She's not getting bombed out. Yeah. So, it's like, you know. But, but we're going to let y'all talk to Shelly because me and Jamie talk too much. And y'all get. No, y'all fine. Y'all fine. I, I want to hear from all of you. Y'all get the pipe behind me. Because y'all get the pipe behind me because Daddy got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
pretty good sum of money, okay? It's been broadcast on the Internet, all kind of stuff, which is messed up. But Jack, 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 Jaguar allegedly has been in control of that, okay? And, you know, I don't know how they got evicted with that kind of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what shit happened. But, you know, they kind of explained the whole thing. Now, we I've heard it from various people anyway, because there's all kind of people, family, relatives, all kind of people have been calling into these content creators trying to clear their name from Jaguar but what I was really concerned about was the mom and the son because the mom and what and it was sad because they said that they didn't have any IDs, so they had to travel back on the bus because you know and the mom is elderly, but the mom is also something's going on there I think mentally and so and then uh, the son I think also is a little bit he's very handsome but they you know. Uh, Jag, the people said he was autistic, but his father said they've been through various tests. He's not, but I do feel like something is going on with Sam, okay? Uh, but, you know, without Jaguar, you know, with some sort of lead, you know, it's messed up. They messed up. You know, when she got arrested, they just kind of virtually left there. And what I, this is what I get. What I couldn't understand is the sister said they had to take the bus back. But I was like, I didn't understand why they called into the shot. No, this isn't any defense to Sean Daisy Way or anything. But in my personal opinion, I, they, I know Genesis was fed up, but I think if they would have probably called Genesis, they could have got the help. Genesis probably would have went and got the. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not speaking for her, but I'm just saying the way I've the lady I've heard on the interviews probably would have helped them to get their mother and uh, and uh, and and nephew back to Philly in a good way. I mean, I think Genesis probably could have set up because Jaguar ain't gonna be out for a while, so ain't nobody gonna be worrying about Jaguar's ass, okay? So if they would have, at least we don't think she is, right, because I think she's in for, but she got to be extradited back to Texas because she shouldn't have skipped bail. She skipped bail, all kind of shit, okay? It's all kind of charges attached on Jaguar right now, allegedly. So, so I mean, you know, they could have done all of this quickly, and I, I just think Genesis was the person who I saw most helpful in the whole thing. Like the person I heard that was most, and they shouted her out on the thing. I was like, yeah, shit, y'all should be talking Genesis. Y'all should be on the phone, like, please help. Because to me, she seemed like the only person that would, because they're in a whole other state, but it's not that far from Texas, okay? But it's just a sad situation. It is so sad. And when you hear about their background and stuff, you're like, wow. Like, they grew up really well to do. I mean, you know, I. It's just like what, and, you know, you, you hear the sister explain, like, it's always been crazy like this. It's always been nuts. And, you know, the sister talks about Jaguar having extreme talents. Everybody says that. I mean, you can't deny her talent. The girl's talented. But she's just crazy as fuck. I mean, I'm trying to stop tussing. She is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call nobody crazy she crazy in a wild way, like I, on the edge, out there. Okay, I tried for as long as not to call her crazy, but when I saw her, her, her mama out there in the streets, I'm like, man, come on now. And you still recording. She wouldn't put the phone down. She would not. She taped herself talking to a constable. What's the constable? What's some people to come to get help you get a fix? She wouldn't take. She wouldn't put the phone down. 
I'm like, stop taping. Dang. Stop, sis. This is bad. This is when it's going down. This is when you need to sit, feel your life falling apart. And she just didn't, she was recording her whole life falling apart, just so unconscious of it. That's when you know somebody, you're dealing with somebody that's, you know, like not unstable. And then what was sad, because she was taking with her her son and her mother. And what I didn't like, I know a lot of people goon, but her ex-husband, that's not her husband, her ex, I think they're going through divorce. The man, he was out here doing a lot of the foolishness with her early on. And then when he, he when they broke up, he ran it with another woman and moved in and found him a place to stay. But I'm like, be a man. The first thing you should have been being a man, I know you didn't want Jaguar to come after your ass and stuff, but you should have tried to make sure they was okay, Sam and the mama, in my personal opinion. Work with the sisters and them to try to figure out something because you knew she was going to go back to jail. I knew Jack was going back to jail. I just didn't know when because she was unhinged. She was starting to become unhinged online, and she was showing us her every move of coming unhinged. When Jaguar did not want to, when she wouldn't, when she, when she wasn't on her own live, she'd come on to other content creators' lives. That's how deep this, this mess was. Like, that's how deep... Like, she was searching for the attention of it all. And I was like, dang, she getting attention for all the wrong things because it, all she had to do was go sing. You go sing, you get all the attention you want, sis. She was getting attention for a while, just wilding out, showing up on content creators by going out, even her enemy ones. Like, she showed up on Perry Sanders. That was funny because, you know, y'all know Perry's crazy. <laughs> so she showed up, up and, 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 you know, and it was, oh, my goodness. I mean, and he tried, he, he actually came off of the, uh, uh, the, um, uh, what, I mean, he actually, actually came off of the, you know, the, um, the dislike for her and tried to really, in my opinion, Try to give her some good advice. He was trying to help her. I, I, I felt like he, because you know, I felt like even though he thinks he thinks she, it was a scam and stuff. Perry actually really tried to give her some solid advice that, because uh, you know, even though he beefs with some of her content creators, um, I just felt he was really he he really at some point. Really try to, uh, I think, help her. If I got, I'm trying to find if I got that little thing before we go to break, and I'll play a little bit more. Here she is on here, okay. Dear Dominique or Barbara or whichever name you're calling yourself by today. Look, look, more than She has eight. No, 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 no. I want to say something to every woman that was supposed to be a black woman on your panel who sat there and defended that piece of fucking shit. That bitch is a piece of shit. Okay, let me ask you. She's been lying to y'all for weeks, uh-huh. pulling on your heartstrings. This is a sad thing. And this is where Nikki is smarter than every last one of you idiots. She knew that all of y'all hated me so much that you would be stupid enough to give her money. 
Hey, Jack. Now, I think Nikki's still in the chat, but she's not going to come up. But Why not? She no. can say hi. Tell Nikki to say hi to the detective. Detective no. Jones is watching on YouTube right now. I text him and call him. Me and Sean Davyway. He's watching now, so he knows you're here. And, and this is what I want you to do. You stalker. More than likely, she ain't going to come up. But I want to give you the opportunity, since she's in the chat, to tell her exactly what you want her to know. Jack, what you mean by on the run, though? What, 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 what's that about? Before we had a falling out. Then call him. Me, you know, you call the job. You call the host. Uh -huh. See, Nikki had been. I had a forensic account. Check it out. Okay, let me ask you Malicious, the dirty Nikki is, is about her choosing that screen name. Uh-uh. Go ahead, Nikki. Tell me. Go This shit is all lies. It's all scam. And the truth is, my husband is the biggest victim I've ever worked with. In a relationship, it was never a whore. Well, uh, he put the to get the fuck because... away from her, so she would stop texting him. Okay, you guys are trying to find a part where Tupiri tries to give her some advice because she's going off about Goomba. Nikki, which is Goomba, her husband's a new girlfriend, is in the chat, and she's been going to content creators, going off about Nikki. And Nikki's been on trying to defend herself and her children because Jag has been, you know, giving out some threats online or what seemed like threats or saying things allegedly. And so, um, which were pretty rough about her kids. So I'm trying to find this part where Perry really actually kind of comes, says the right thing. So, it, it, wait, when he went to war, he went to war because that's a contract he signed up with the military. No, and he went straight out of high school. He was in ROTC in high school. He signed up to go to
I understand where they feel that way from because I felt like it was something to, it was supposed to turn into a reality TV thing and it just went completely nuts. It went completely wrong. And now <laughs> Jag is in jail for real and her family is trying to get her mother and her son back to them safely. Now, I mean, you know, they were saying they couldn't get to the mom and stuff because of, you know, because of Jack. And it, but Jack been in jail a lot of times. And they had gotten threats from Goomba, allegedly. I don't know. That's what the family was saying. So before when he was with her. But it has been really a, a hell of a show. And hopefully, I'm hoping that the my only thing I was so concerned about, because I do not like to see the elderly or people who can't help themselves out on the streets or not having nobody to care for them and stuff like that. Man, I was so I was just like, dang, you know, I I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, shoot, I was about like trying to look for Genesis Mattel. So I was like, listen, you you go up there, but they don't know me, but you can't go get that the woman. Cause it was just so sad, but it was other people who was feeling the same way. So the family kind of got a hold to some a situation and was able to help. Because people had stopped giving chats and stuff, allegedly, I'm here. Well, I heard the night when she got evicted, Jag made a lot in, in super chats, okay? But people had stopped, had stopped giving chats because people was mad. People were thinking they was being scammed and stuff like that. And you don't want to help nobody and you feeling like, them. Am I getting scammed down these streets and stuff? So, and it's just it's just a sad situation all the way around to see. I mean, I, even though it was just being humorous, let me tell you, some of this shit has been hilarious. If you go to some of these content creators, <laughs> one of my favorite ones that I like to rewatch it is uh, besides Harry, is this girl named Danny. I mean, she is she. I mean, she she is. She is hilarious with content uh, about. I would say Danny Robertson. If y'all, uh, if y'all want some her, like funny content, I mean, you know, it ain't funny what's happening. But if you want to laugh, like you know, just be like, uh, like people, because people are listening to a lot of content creators kind of give a play by play. <laughs> she is probably one of the funniest besides Perry. But she, I mean, it is like. I mean, it's, it's, I, I'll change that y'all hear a little bit of her, if I can. I'll Okay, let's see. Okay. I'm trying to get y'all something so y'all can hear. <laughs> so y'all get to hear her a little bit. Jaguars police report, <laughs> but but she's real funny with her content. I, 
right in the family drawers. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have tried to do something. My mom is straight. She come in the kitchen. And so this is John David Way. He has Zach's sister on his live. 339. She sits us down, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, I, I, I just want to, I want the girls to know something. And we're like, what? Okay, this is her. Now, this is this was a this was kind of Dan Roberts is kind of going. I mean, Dan, she's kind of going through uh, what happened on Sean Davey Way show. But there's this interesting story that Jags and nieces tell to give you kind of an idea. But, I, yeah, I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit of it, and then we'll get on with the other news. But, I, I mean, I had to report on it because it's been, like, you know, crazy. Um, something about families. I just wanted to clarify, hey, um, I love Jags, so it's definitely not me and Jags' family that has anything negative to say about you. So that's why she came onto the panel. She definitely didn't want um, anyone to think that it was she was included in that. Uh, so pretty much, this is what I gather since we're still going on with the debate about the great town need ID or not. Now on there, uh, on different websites, I do say, I do see that you need an ID to ride the Greyhound bus. However, um, most people that ride it have stated in the comments that they have never been asked for their ID. And to be honest, a lot of people are they they don't actually check everything like they're supposed to. I mean, it might be in the rule book, but that doesn't mean that everybody follows the rules. So if you make a phone call, do I need an ID to board? They're going to say yes. But when you go there actually to actually board, you just have to get a ticket and hop on. I mean, it's not like you're driving a limousine, a limo. <laughs> like, we kind of, like, laughed in, like, odd situations. So we looked at each other, and we just smirked, like, no. Yeah, okay, okay, so okay. Like, okay. We have to clarify. Well, well we don't have to. Family has been going back and forth of whether they want to or not come out about Jack. They pretty much have started being silent. And they're pretty much saying that um, Jack's sister had nothing to do with the whole intoxication by the series, that she wasn't a part of that. And, however, now um, the sister did hop on Sean's channel and pretty much to just kind of clarify that she's, she loves Sean and that she has... Okay, so that's something else about Jaguar sister and stuff. I didn't get the part where she tells the story. The sister, the nieces tell the story about how Jag sits them down at nine years old to tell them their father raped her, which it was a lot. But they just saying that's how wild she is and how they already they just looked at her and said, "What is wrong with her?" So this has been allegedly going on forever. But what you hear Danny talking about is the Tasha K series. Tasha K a couple of years ago had Surviving Jaguar Right series. So she had a whole series dead where she went to go to Jaguar's town. She went to go to, to meet Jaguar's family members. I think she, she met with some family members. She also talked to Jaguar's ex-husband. At the time, I think Sam, because he was with the husband. And, and you know, and for that, Jaguar, I mean, Jack, she was on a panel this week, Tasha Kay, and Tasha Kay said, that allegedly Jaguar called the Child Protective Services on her, Child Custody Services on because she was telling Sean Davey Way, she said, when I see her, it's on site. I mean, like, she was going, she ready to just straight up <laughs> jump uh, uh, Jaguar for <laughs> what she did to her. I mean, I, it, it's the craziest, like, I'm going to see if I can find out before y'all. It's, it's just like, um, I don't know if I have that one. But it's crazy. Mm, what's that one on? 
movie, he, she tells a story. It's kind of wild. Like, like uh, let's see if we can find it here. So why would I go back and forth? It's saying that this, now this man also said on your show front page, Okay, so t- Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, and the rumors was this is from Sean Davy Way. So y'all can check up Sean Davy Way on YouTube, okay? And he's on I think Station Head too. Okay, so so what the rumors was that they were supposed to she was she Mike was gonna sit down with Tasha Kate. Allegedly, rumors I've heard rumors might have been this weekend or whatever. But that's all that's done. You know, it might have been this week. But it's been I'm telling y'all. If, go look up Jaguar Ray on YouTube if you want to see the Truman Show, a real life Truman Show. Check out Jaguar Ray on YouTube. Just look it up, and all the content creators, you'll see the wildest shit you ever want to see. <laughs> okay, it's crazy, but it's crazy. She called. She actually called on Tasha K. Like called. Like she called the CPS. <laughs> Allegedly. That's wild. It's just wild. Okay, y'all. So I hope y'all heard that content. All right. So when we get back, man, I had to I had to spend a moment tell y'all about Jaguar, right? Okay, I know I was supposed to talk about Chloe, right? When we get back, we're gonna get into Chloe Bailey and ten thousand ten thousand album songs. I already know. I want to tell y'all what I think happened. I know I'm supposed to do it, but I got in the Jaguar shit. Okay, so we're going to get in the club. Did I talk about Chloe? Because I don't think I talked about Chloe. I think I did Jaguar. I went right in the Jaguar. So when we come back, we'll talk about Chloe. Okay, we'll get on we'll, we'll get on what really went down, okay? But meanwhile, let's do a little bit of a break. We'll uh, go to, um, let's 
see, what are we going to go to? Let's go to Ducky Day, You Are My Love, It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. about these all the things going on in these streets and these and these entertainment she she I just got through talking about Jaguar right there's a lot there's a lot all right let's get on this Chloe bang okay Chloe sold ten thousand albums I meant to be now here's the thing this is first of all I just like here's what I want to say about Chloe does anybody really sell records anymore? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I really feel like there's a new game in town for entertainers. You know, I feel like you have to find uh, branding 
and ways to brand yourself that translates into sales of other products and goods and service other than your music. Like your music is now a gateway, an introduction to who you are as a product placement person. And then you have to find the right product to sell off to sell your whole energy, your whole who you are, your whole base, because it's no longer going to be in the music. Now, what I will say is this, 10,000 albums for her is really bad because they put a lot of, early on, last summer, there was a lot going on with Chloe. We saw two singles come out. What's the song? Uh, Why Keep Blossom? Like, which is not on. I don't think those songs are on the album. Are they on the album? I looked. I don't think those are on the album. The Have Mercy, is it on the album? In Pieces, it's not. Have Mercy is not on there. And because uh, I'm thinking those were introduction singles to her um, um introduction singles to her album and no and surprise which I really like um, those were two great singles and what happened to Chloe it's Beyonce happened Beyonce happened to Chloe now you guys were on my line, online getting mad talking about Beyonce you're not promoting Chloe you're not going to promote Chloe's too much like her Chloe's her twin as far as music. So I wasn't surprised that Beyonce was not out here really pushing the Chloe machine. I think Chloe was to get people, uh, people's uh, 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 taste buds ready for Beyonce. That's why they put two singles out that were very Beyonce-like, except for surprise, like that, have mercy. And uh, they knew Beyonce. I personally believe that Chloe was her energy. My personal opinion is they drained her energy to introduce Renaissance. Uh But it says, this is according to wrapup.com. It says, Chloe Be- Bailey reacts amid reported low album sales. Chloe Bailey is speaking out following her underwhelming album sales. The singer's debut album, In Pieces, reportedly failed to debut in the top 100 according to chart data. It opened at a number 119 on the Billboard 200 after only selling 10,000 units. Wow, and Scissor's been on the, has not had as much publicity and everything and has been out on this number one like for about 12, 13 weeks. God, they dress. Fans share the support, surprise reactions, with some noting that Chloe put in the work and had been, um, have been promoting the album heavily with appearances on television, radio programs, and in magazines. She was everywhere promoting the album. I wonder what happened, tweeted one person. While another al- album, who cares where it charted? It was an amazing project. It's okay. So far, what I've heard. She was everywhere promoting this album. I wonder what happened. Okay. It says, amidst the sales report, Chloe took to Twitter seemingly to address the chatter and thank those who supported her. She says, In Pieces was about letting go and trusting myself. I've enjoyed every moment of it, and I love everyone who listened to it, she tweeted. Okay. Chloe's now focused on her upcoming In Pieces tour, which kicks off Tuesday in Chicago. Now, I think Chloe is going to be a lot like her mentor, but she can tour. Touring is where she's going to make her money. I don't want Chloe to be a bubble like Beyonce. Beyonce's a bubble. I have always told people Beyonce's a bubble, meaning that 
Beyonce has put, there's been more hype put into the branding of Beyonce than the musical chops and the musical things of Beyonce. And so even though I think Beyonce's talented, definitely talented, great artist, but I think that Beyonce is overhyped, and I don't make any secret on this show of talking about that. It's not a beehive, it's a swarm. And proof of that is Beyonce overestimated herself. Now listen to this, Chloe. Beyonce overestimated who she was as an artist, and that's why all her stuff, I'm trying not to say shit, all her stuff has been failing. That's why she had a hard time selling the Adidas brand. Plus, it was just a ugly clothes. She had a hard time selling Renaissance. She's had a hard time selling Black is King. The the what is it? What is it? The imaging and the, I don't even know, I'm, I'm thinking something's wrong with Beyonce too, she's quiet. But the imaging and the, uh, 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 and I bet they do on sale, I bet tickets be on Groupon. Yeah, Renaissance tickets. When it gets close to the United States to a time. I see what I see. It's going to be quiet leaving one of the Groupon. And, 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 listen, and I think that she, they, they thought, see, they, they, what they did is created this artist that looked like she was mega, but it's not translating. Beyonce can't brand herself anywhere outside of performance and, um, and, uh, what is it, what is it, uh, imaging, like her, she can't brand herself anywhere outside of uh, performance and uh, and uh, what is it, visuals. Chloe, you're kind of going up that way too. Probably because, um, here's the deal. Uh, Chloe had a hell of a story. Last summer I was so proud. I was like, yes, surprise, I like this. Hey, surprise and have mercy and everything that was that was hot. But here's the problem. They put your album to the back, allegedly, I heard in the streets, because Renaissance was coming. Which in a Renaissance ended up flopping all over the choice. Floppy flop, 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 flop. It dropped seventy two percent. They said after three weeks or something crazy. Did it ever go back up? I don't know. So they put you to the back for your mentor to come out with her floppity flop, 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 flop. Even though I like cussing. It should have been the first release because it wouldn't have flopped if it would have been the first release. And it would have been a release with a visual. But somebody has told your mentor that she doesn't need visuals. Your mentor is thinking, I'm sure they, I, I feel like they paid my dues. I should be Day. No, you can't be Day. You have to come out here and do visuals. You have to be seen. You have to perform. Your branding doesn't go over in the clothing. Your branding doesn't go over anywhere else. You're overhyped. They lie to you. Like you can't sit down for a long time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to Beyonce. So while Beyonce released her flippy flop, 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 flop all over the internet, you got pushed to the side, Chloe Bailey, and you had to get out in these streets and find something else to do. And I was for you, like, keep to keep going on and promoting your album and stuff until I saw the way your team was promoting it. Over-sexualized. At least you can act, though. Lots of movies. I mean, a couple of movies. Still sexual. I mean, Chloe, the, the rollout the last year they've done with you, it's not only because that Beyonce released the album on top of your head when you supposed you should have released your album last summer. She released the flippity flop on you. But you also have had a year of just mess-ups. Hey, where your fans, are, they got to see you more, be more sexualized online, that you stopped it, you calmed it down. But they've been watching, they, you start putting a sour taste in everybody's mouth. Then people was like, well, you might be too much like Beyonce. Then people was like, uh, yeah. Uh, then they didn't like the, you know, the Bee Swarm movie, the Swarm movie, and how you looked in there. I mean, it's, and then you did the Chris Brown release stunts. And really, to me, Chloe, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I never would have chose Chris Brown. Chris Brown is an over-featured artist. Over-featured. Over-featured. Over that ass is over-featured. He's on every damn body. Over-featured. Over. If I was, you know what I would have went, Chloe, if I was you? Because I want to prove that I'm different from my mentor. But you're trying, they've got you going up the pop alley. They know you're going to fail in that alley. They know you're not going to do Beyonce because you, you mimicking Beyonce. And they, they already done released the real thing, you see. The real thing is out here. That's why you kind of flop to the side, too, because the real thing is she's in the shadows, but she's still there releasing stuff. So you out here with your little junior self, Beyonce junior self, trying to release Beyonce-like stuff. When Chloe, you could be a deeper artist. If I don't know who convinced you to do Chris Brown feature when Chris Brown has been featured with every damn body, but I might have chose a different artist to feature with, somebody who is not uh, in the in the pot, like out there hugely a lot, somebody who is, uh, 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 what is it? Like kind of like an artist that is like a kind of like a, a, a like a Lenny Kravitz type or a, a Maxwell type somebody that's not out there like some and the odd tips like this kind of odd I would have like a Miguel or something like that I would have chose somebody more in the artistic class but they put you with Chris and they knew that she wasn't gonna go over with. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Cole. And you got a lot of features on the album. Let me the album again. Let me count the features. Mm-hmm. Mm, Sony, you shouldn't have let that Parkwood just have control of this. Sony, did you let Parkwood just have control of this? I mean, because they delivered a hot mess. There's one, two, three. How many features is it? There's three features. 
And it's probably some more remakes. Child, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. I know they pay some money for them features. Oh, baby, baby, baby. I don't really know what to say about this. Where does Chloe go from here? Well, one can only go on the tour. The tour is going to fail, Chloe, because people are just interested in seeing you. You know, people are nosy like that, you know. However, what would I advise Chloe? What would you tell Chloe to do? Do the tour. Quit being Beyonce Jr. If you're going to release another solo album, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even, I would try to finish the deal with Parkwood as fast the hell as I could. What other album do I need to release? What other, I just need to get out of here and away. Hopefully you didn't sign a dumb deal, like a five album deal for a hundred years. Find another record label away from the Knowles, from the Carters. Away. Away. It's not helping you. But for now, I definitely keep some of the Beyonce-like stuff. Like, people like to see you perform. But I definitely try to find my own spark. Here's what I do. This is what I would advise you to do. Go a little Solange. Carlotta, what are you saying? Go a little Solange. Because you can do both, Chloe. You're, you're not stuck. You're getting ready to be stuck in a minute. Go a little Solange. Go odd. Your album only sold 10,000, boo. And you got Future on here. And you got Chris Brown and Missy Elliott. Child, please. Okay. You can afford to go a little Solange. And what I mean by that is pick different, more eclectic, more uh, interesting artists to do songs with, more interesting people to work with. Quit working with producers that are trendy. Find you go and sit down with people like maybe like a Robert Glass, sit down with maybe like a, even old school producers who can who can know how to capture a sound for you, like a face, or 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 go out here and find some some new guys. There, there's plenty of things to do, Chloe. But the Beyonce thing is clearly not working anymore. It's gonna work on tour for a minute, but in the long run, I'm afraid it won't. Now, hey, they can always pick you up and make you a bubble. That can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, if they make you a bubble, if overnight you start climbing up the charts uh, to number 10 overnight. Oh, Chloe's album is moving up the charts. We know that would be a bubble and a lie. I'll be something you put up by the record company. But, hey, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Now, if you're going to go that route, I'm going to tell you it's going to be hard on you. And you'll end up owing the record company a whole lot more than you should. 
My thing is now you're you've hit the lowest you've ever hit. That whatever you've been trying to do, little Beyonce Junior, is not working. And you now need to find Chloe Bailey. Who is Chloe? Who is Chloe? Who is Chloe? I say go a little Solange because I really believe that you're a little bit of that. I believe you're a pop, you, you can do some pop stuff, but I believe you're a little bit of a deeper artist and you're not giving, you're, you're too busy. You've been, you've been seduced by the Beyonce thing. And you want to be that so bad and instead it's just really making you like look like an imitation. And that's sad especially after she's dropped Renaissance on your head and it flopped all over the chart. And now you've got to flop on your chart. Like mentor, like mentee. I mean, the is the flop. Maybe it's just what she's touching is flopping. It's just flop, 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 flop. Not exactly the Midas touch over there at Beyonce Land, okay? And for those of you who have been saying, oh, excuse me, first of all, let me say for the Beehive, yes, I, ahead of time I have my key to the Ramada unit, okay? For those of you who have been mad at Beyonce for selling Chloe and saying, Beyonce, you could have did more to support Chloe. Beyonce, you could have did this. First of all, I've told y'all Beyonce is a competitive energy. But Beyonce don't know what the hell is going on at a record company. It's obvious. It's obvious that this is an energy grab, okay? It's obvious, Chloe, that Beyonce is sucking the energy of you and your sister as her artist, and she really doesn't care where you land. You got some group over there at the record company that's probably really in on it, and Beyonce probably don't know what the hell is going on, okay? Just as long as her shit get put out here in these streets, okay? But you guys, you two, I left out and floppy, uh, left the y'all out there in floppy flop land with her. Because Beyonce, look, she done checked out of everything. I don't know. Beyonce didn't even check out of Renaissance. You know Beyonce wasn't going to sell Chloe's album when she done checked out of Renaissance. Okay? Beyonce ain't even out here still. I don't even know if Beyonce going to show up on the tour. I'm going to buy my ticket, but I don't even know if Beyonce is going to show up on the tour. I'm going to see if they if they just wind her up and put her after. You know I know the difference. If you, you know you, if I'm going to get the wind-up Beyonce, because when you get the wind-up Beyonce out there, you just get her performing and her eyes be blank. You know? <laughs> they like they put her in there or something and made her dance. <laughs> I'm trying to see which Beyonce I get. <laughs> The last few years I fell on the television screen when we've seen her perform, we've seen this Beyonce with empty eyes. So I want to say if empty eyes show up, she showed up in, 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 in what's the people? What's the show? The box. She showed, she was there empty eyed in the box, except for when little, what's her name is getting out of hand and blue, and she's like, calm down. But she's still empty eyed, okay? So to me, it's looking like Beyonce's like, I don't really care about Renaissance. And if I don't care about Renaissance, Chloe, I don't care about your album. I don't think even Beyonce would go on tour if she if they didn't probably make her go. Chloe, this operation over there at Parkwood looks like it's going down. It's gonna take you and Chloe and you and Holly. Was it Holly with it? Okay. So uh, you know, if Beyonce don't care about part her a Rihanna Renaissance. 
Chloe Bain fans. What makes you think she don't care about Chloe Bain? What's that like? Huh? What's that like? No. No, she's not. Now, I think an artist who introduces an artist has her artist has a responsibility to make sure that she puts out a great product because you have taken on this idea that I am mentoring an artist. You need you want to see them do their best, even exceed you because that's sort of like your little baby, but not Beyonce over in these streets. Because you know what Beyonce is? In my opinion, an energy thief. So they're stifling energies off of Chloe. <laughs> they even got all the energy they got off of Chloe. And the energy Chloe obviously ain't working because Beyonce flopping all over these streets. You know what I probably would do? I was gonna say, you know, if you was gonna use the energy, you could use it and get something more. So I, we, we, we gonna see on the tour if she don't borrow not a lot from you, Chloe, because you're far more sexual than Beyonce. You're like the extra sexual Beyonce. So I wonder if Beyonce is gonna be far more sexual on this tour. We shall see. And there's no need for you. So I don't know what you fans of this was expecting, okay? It's clear that Beyonce really isn't that interested in running Parkwood either. It's probably, what is it? Like, she probably doesn't have a hand in day-to-day. It's clear to me that Beyonce probably don't know what the hell is going on. Okay? It's my personal opinion. It's unfortunate, Chloe. But, hey, like I said, has going back to for artists today. You're going to have to have more today. Branding is going to have to be, it's going to be, listen, it's going to be so important. Branding for you new artists, record sales, I don't know if it's going to, if it's really there anymore. I mean, you got a lot of rock artists now. What I hear, because you know him and Chloe, them doing Chloe and, and Quavo and all them doing that, like it looks like a knockout of fighting that temptation, fighting temptations. Beyonce did. Remember when Beyonce tried to do the choir? They sound like they doing an updated version of that praise show or whatever praise thing they got going on or something on some show. I ain't got time. I ain't putting. I ain't watching that mess. I mean, and now Quavo. What? Because it ain't working. I guess over there. I don't know if it ain't working in the secular world. I don't know. Me, me goes to fell apart. But what I hear, what there's rumors that he might want to do a gospel out. You know, times is hard when they trying to go over in God. No offense, because God's music is great. But they going over into gospel because they 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 running out of options. Not because they want to go praise the Lord. It's my personal opinion. Because they just, options is hard. The Quavo, they said this, he said he might do a God for Watch out, Lecrae. Here comes Quavo. You know why? Because the church groups are easy to get. Because you know what they do when you, when you do, when, when these church, I remember when I was young, I, listen, I, I used to, when I was at school, I used to be, go to Oral Roberts University. I used to, when I, one of the things I used to do is I worked at, uh, worked for, uh, Lindsay Roberts, sometime on the side, worked for uh, different things in the school. And when I was working there, I got to find out so much, like the backstage stuff of everything, how stuff moves around when they have programs and stuff like that. Listen, 
you have a big artist come to the school, people would come in ch- churches would send their people in busloads buying tickets for stuff for stuff. So it you know, gospel if you get in the right more that's what Latasha was over there. Latasha really was over there probably trying to if you get in on the right you can make a living. Off of gospel, okay? Because people come bring, you know, some. So I mean, you can't make a big limb like rock if you make it big. But rock is obviously going down. You know what I'm saying? But gospel still has those intricate ways that people or gospel artists can make money. Y'all gotta listen to me here quick. Rock and roll, secular music is different. Secular music has been the king for a long time, and it, it was the king of sales and stuff. But today, it's not like that no more. And secular music doesn't have a base like gospel music does. Gospel music, especially with the uh, uh, the invention of the mega church, you can come to a town and say, let's say, or you got a rock star who decides they're gonna cross over and do a gospel album. Okay, you can have two because rock gospel people be so glad to have the rock singers over. So glad sometimes they have. A, that's why I say they gotta be careful with it. They will go. They will do send twenty churches deep, twenty people deep, buying all kind of tickets and stuff for for, for and stuff to help this artist. Because gospel, because churches connect to other churches and can bring about sales and stuff like that. Because they think y'all really coming over here. Oh, look at them! They coming over here to Jesus. No, they ain't. They coming over here because the rock industry is falling the heck apart. They don't care about, you think Natasha said you care about singing? Natasha was all on TV, boobs was showing up while she was recording. I ain't trying to be funny. I like to show my boobs and stuff, too. I'm just trying to tell y'all. She was talking about she singing gospel. She didn't look like no gospel artist. She just was on the, uh, it was like somebody put up the other day talking about the problem with Natasha is that she's the first time she in her hot girl phase, but she wants to sing gospel because she in her hot girl phase because she really don't want to sing gospel. But just the rock and roll stuff ain't cutting it like it used to be. It ain't as many opportunities out there for secular music. But they done found out that you gospel artists got ways to make money in different ways than they do. They concerts ain't even done. They, they, they got concerts. They sell out here with $500 a ticket, $600 a ticket. They, they, they going to the group pile for the gospel. I mean, for the rock and roll store. It's the gospel rock. But the church... Has, it's always connected. The church will have they 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 parishioners and stuff come out there and buy tickets. So they starting to see y'all. They like wait a minute, hold on, maybe I want to sing with Jesus there. They don't find that secret. Here come the rock star. Maybe Chloe about to make God for <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it's going down. That's how they doing out in these streets. That's how they gonna start doing it because they know that they have found out the secret that the churches. You know when Kirk Franklin do a show or something, it's probably I bet it's ten busloads of churches there. If they really want to sell the tickets, what you do is advertising the churches. And what the churches do is say, hey, we're going to go as a church unit to see Kirk in the Maverick City seniors. And they'll pack a place out. Our church is a bookie. I grew up in this. I know. <laughs> I worked it. See how churches roll. Okay. 
Our money up in the church. Watch out, gospel singers. Here they come. They already there. I already told y'all y'all got some fake gospel singers over there already. I already see the fake gospel singers. They already in the house. Here they come. They all coming to make, they getting ready to Because the church, you can make a lot of, now the, the rock and roll, the, the music done ran out of, the, the money done ran out of rock. You better, if you can't tour, if you can't sing live, child, it really done ran out. And now the live shows is being hit because why? Why? Because it's it's a lot to put on these live shows, and these artists are trying to overkill and charge a lot of money. But in gospel, usually the overhead is low, so the ticket prices are low. And if you somebody big, you know, you might be. But usually, I I know. I mean, my grandma, my grandma used to see all the gospel programs. You should come in town, Kansas City, a lot. My grandma was a big gospel MC. My grand, and then my grandmother started promoting, and that was a whole nother beat. Her first show was with her best friend. Her and her best friend did their first gospel show. I remember I was a little girl. They did their first gospel show with Al Green. Al Green had become uh, I for left from he he had stopped singing, but he became a preacher, and he started singing. I remember I used to love that Al Green album when I was a kid. It's not in the wine. It's not in the song you sing. It's in the whole name of Jesus. I used to love that album. I met Al Green when I was a little girl. I remember Al Green sitting me on his lap at a dinner. My grandma and them having a dinner. I was a little girl, and I sat there and ate with Al Green and all them at Texas churches would have after dinner. My grandma and them did their first show, Al Green show. Al Green coming over from gospel, and they they made sure coming coming over from rock seeing gospel, and they made sure every church in the vicinity. I was a kid. This was back in the day, that in the eighties, early eighties. They made sure every – I would watch my grandma. I see my grandma doing what They made sure everybody in the in the church is new. I was kind of packed out. Okay. Gospel wasn't easy to promote back in them days. Then my grandma was a gospel artist. That too. She's with a gospel group called Mel the Ears that, were real, that was real popular. She, so they, and my grandfather did gospel music. He was with a gospel group called Travel Group. So I knew all the little things. Then my grandma did solo gospel music. So I – Listen, okay, the, the gospel or gospel has, in a way, always had a way to make money in ways that rock could because they haven't been the big dogs, but I bet now they be the big dogs. Might be, y'all might be changing out these three gospel artists. They get ready to come over there and try to see they're going to try to make some rock for us. Snoop was ahead of the game, wasn't he? <laughs> when Snoop did it with Rand Tyler and all them, he, he followed them. <laughs> Because that's the secret, that gospel artist, and they, but you can't charge gospel, and gospel $150. I mean, you might get a charge about a few years ago, but right now when it's hard times, you can't charge that. You know, you, you know gospel's different. You can get maybe a, a rock artist, maybe you can get $45, $50, maybe a little bit more, maybe $75 shows on. I don't know. The choirs used to couldn't get that. I don't know anymore. I got to ask some more people. It might change a little bit. I know the, the, the Kirk Franklin them is different, but when we talk, but most gospel shows, uh, uh-uh, they can they can they can book these churches and everything. So watch out, uh, 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 gospel singers. The rock stars is going. They starting to figure it out. Maybe I'll do a gospel rap album. Bravo. Next, Chloe gonna be singing next. Maybe I should do gospel. 
You know, I grew up in the church because she's doing the praise show. Y'all couldn't, they couldn't go over there and get no gospel girls. None of y'all gospel girls could do that praise thing. So they went over there and found, oh, oh, uh, Lord had mercy, Chloe. Oh, oh, pennies to the side, Chloe. <laughs> I love it. Because they trying to make that money. Teacher. Praise show, whatever it is. Y'all got better know. Y'all, I'm just a guy. Okay. So for those of you who are not like going to gospel, for you other R&B stars, you old R&B stars, can I give you some advice, okay? What would you tell your older, older R&B stars? They got the best deals, too, because people always want to hear older R&B stars. People love them. They still can sing live. They still can get out here. Look at SWV. Look at Skate. Look at it's a lot or old R&B. Look at Smokey Robinson was out here the other day bumping and grinding and stuff like that. Listen, they can still get some money. But let me suggest this, okay? I love SWV. When you are on these shows, start singing Man Crush and stuff like that. Sing some of your new stuff because SWV's new stuff is dope. That's the first thing. Promote, even though them two, you know. Start singing for co-sign and stuff like that. I don't know if they do. Do they do that? I don't know if they do out here in the street. Do that. Like you see Keith Sweat and Guy and New Edition, they've been packing out shows. Okay, that's a good package, though. A damn good package. That's a damn good. That's why that's doing so well, because New Edition has put together the Black Shout out to the Black Promoters Collective, who also gave Maxwell a great to me package, too. Uh, listen, my thing is Maxwell, I always, I always thought, I thought that was one of the best packages Maxwell ever had because, you know, Maxwell could sell himself a few years ago. It's my personal opinion. A few years ago has a mysterious guy you never saw in tour, but now Maxwell's out there a lot more than he's normally been on tour. And he has to have a great package in my personal opinion. Otherwise, I'm sure he's doing Groupon too. This is my personal. No offense, no offense. Please don't, please don't be mad, Maxwell friends, who listen to me, because y'all know I love Maxwell. Y'all know he's my face, but I tell the truth on my face, even on my face. I bet Janet's doing group on. Okay, we're up there, we're opening up with Ludacris. I said what I said. Six hundred dollars ticket. Okay. And you mostly entertain the black artists, and you know the black artists. Black audience get stingy with their money. We get stingy. We be like, honey, child, you ain't what, 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 what? I've been seeing him a hundred times. You know, black people get funky, okay? So you got to give them a package. Like now you're going to have to, y'all artists going to have to start putting together nice packages or tours in your hand. Because if you don't put together, you putting together funky packages, like, you know, no offense, but like when Maxwell, when he's toured, he came out, he, 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 he flowed with some of the same people. One of the best art besides uh, Anthony Hamilton and, uh, uh, Joe, I seen him with is Raphael Sadiq. Okay, the females he like tend to go towards besides Jasmine Sullivan. Most people are like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. That don't mean they ain't talented. It just means they ain't the big sellers. So people don't ain't that excited about coming to see them on tour. So, you know, like, people like, mm, like, you do a show where, like, I like Marsha Ambrosius. I love her. But, I, you know, I, I could probably check her out. I already saw her at the uh, uh, a little lounge. Or what's the, I mean, in the Soul Lounge in Essex. 
I mean, people like that. You know, you got to give them something like an opening artist that's good. You know, so for you artists that's on tour, your package is going to be important if you're going to be out here on tour this summer. Okay. Your package, who you open up, well, you're going to be selling them tickets on Groupon. Okay? I'm just telling y'all what it is. So I, my thing is saying get an artist that can help lift your, your show. Maxwell, the case of Maxwell, what I tell my face, there's so much I would say to my face, okay? First thing I would say with Maxwell, he's an oldest artist. I, that I, first, what would I say? Somebody like him. The glasses, man, I know you, I, you can fool me. I don't know how many of them glasses you saw. <laughs> but here's the thing. Maxwell is a beautiful guy. So I don't know why he's not doing what Lenny Kravitz is doing. Like Louis, Lenny Kravitz is literally uh, over there with, who is that? Who is he in St. Laurent or so or something he's doing something with? Uh, uh, Maxwell needs to find something like that and do, do become a spokesperson. That's just my personal opinion for like something like a high-end brand, like a high-end man like Louis Vuitton or something like that, or maybe, you know, something like that. Something that really captures his energy. I think that's smart what leaders uh, do. I think that's a smart thing. Move. Uh, the next thing I say, who you going to tour with is everything. I mean, you know, he's going to get away with uh, the trilogy tour because it's in, it's in Vegas. But, you know, I know he's been touring a lot of casinos. That might work. People going to show up. Maybe they're going to buy him coupons and stuff like that. I would say that, you know, I would pick, I don't know. You need another. You need another. You need some better help. You need the people. If you're gonna go on to like a full trilogy tour, you have to have great opening act. I mean, you know. I mean, Mary J and Maxwell was a great thing. Smart. That was a smart tour too. I every other than that, I you know. Uh, listen, I'm really anxious about night because here's what I say. Maxwell's at the age of that age where you're like you're an older artist and you're, uh, you know. You know, every older artist has their thing. You know, your album, you know, it may go and it may not. You know what I'm saying? But what would I say? It's a lot of ballads. Like, it's been a long time since we got an Urban and Hank Sweet type of album from Maxwell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand Night's going to be ballads. But, you know, I was, I remember, I was, I was, somebody was showing on Twitter the other day, and I was like, yo, I love that song, because it was, that, what's the song that Miguel does, uh, uh, Skywalker, um, Skywalking on my haters or something, it's totally, like, kind of weird for Miguel, because, you know, Miguel, people think of him as a deep artist, but it's a, then he, but him doing that, it seems totally like him. Like that video, he seems he seems fun, he's laid back, he's having a good time. So like, I really feel like that's what like an artist like Maxwell needs to do now. He needs to do something fun and not so deep, you know, not so ballady. Like have fun, like you know, like have fun, like like get with some maybe some some of the. To, the, the, the like producers who are maybe kind of the pop types, but who can also understand you as an artist and know how to mix that, like bring that together in a fun album. I feel like we need something fun but odd. 
Like, I felt that was fun, but odd for me. I felt like that was perfect for him. Like, you know, I was remembering that song. I was like, yeah, that was a great song. Uh, sort of like a, like a, like a Frank Ocean type of album or something from him. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you know, how many more pretty wings? I'm just trying like, am I, like, I don't want to fall asleep at the concert. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I need some, you should, you need some bop. Because you got to have more. You know, that's why I would tell something. What would I tell me? Like, people say Beyonce. Like, Beyonce fans, obviously, they get mad at me. The Beyonce fans who like me and feel torn because I, they feel like I don't like Beyonce, but I really do like Beyonce. What would I tell Beyonce? Realize that uh, you're not as big as you think you are. You need to get out here and do interviews. You need to get out here and do visual, visuals. You need to appear like you're normal. I pay my dues. Can't I be your day and mysterious? Nope. How's that work so far? Get together with Destiny Shout as soon as you can. Call up your dad and see if you can get that DC3 tour happening. Oh, no, I'm giving good advice here. If we're going to put sales to anything else, realize simplicity is the greatest thing, especially if you're going to do clothes, Beyonce. Simplicity. Simplistic. What are regular people wearing out here? Hair. I don't know. You might have passed, You might have lost that market. Because everybody out here is not here now. Understanding who you are and where you're at. You got to. So you got to understand what you're at. You got to be realistic. Well, I, I, I sold a lot of albums. Yeah, you definitely tell you have. And when was that, the last album where you had the best big album? Was it Ego? And what was the album? What was the album? I Am Sasha Fierce, probably. Oh, get out of here. Wait. Help her, Lord. Especially you stop having tipsy flops all over the place. I mean, and it's just, it's just simply understanding that you're not all that. It's not, you're not really Michael Jackson. I'm not. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're Michael Jackson without the thriller. No thriller. You don't have a thriller. Yeah, no, you, no, you don't. Even if they added all your albums up. You still don't outsell Thriller, <laughs> including the Destiny Child. Think you had a hundred million as we said, Destiny Child. I don't know if that's overhyped too, right? That's where we at, sir. Okay, and that's where all your out. Don't even sell one of his. <laughs> and we're in the age of streaming, and these kids' attention span ain't worth a damn. Okay. You no longer are what you was in 1990, when, I mean, 2010, okay, in times of change. They need to hire me. Some of these artists need to hire me. I mean, they really could help. You guys have got to do something. You're doing the same stuff. You can't do the same stuff that you did post, I mean, pre-pandemic. You're going to have to work hard now for these fans. 
trying to tell you guys something that I have to work really hard. Nick Cannon. Why am I talking about Nick every week? Like, what? I, I don't know why. I don't even, I, I just don't know why I keep talking about Nick. You know? But this week. And I'm just doing this out here just as a warning to the Swifties, okay? And to, to, to making sure that bodyguards and everything are put on post because this guy does have a way with female pop stores. Ask Mariah Carey, okay? That's Christine. Was Christine, can you consider Christine Emiliana a pop star? I mean, she did have a couple of songs, right? Can you consider, who else was Nick Cannon? Was it Christine? Can we consider her? I guess. According to TMZ, Nick Cannon wants his 13th baby. Oh, God. With Taylor Swift. I'm just doing this as a warning. This is a warning. This is a, this has a warning. Just that I might, you know, that because I never think of nothing as an impossibility. And this dusty Nick Cannon, he's dusty because he doesn't, he allegedly, he, he said his baby mama just get what they need. I mean, I don't know if he ain't out in these streets probably even giving child support checks. I don't know. I know he's dusty. So I call him Dusty Nick. I used to love Nick, but now it's Dusty Nick too. And we're going to talk about him forgetting his other baby mama's name. I ain't forgot about that. We're going to get this to skip through with this Nick Cannon. This this is the Nick Cannon. Time of how you going to tell the Swiss child. Help us, Lord. Help us, God. Help Taylor. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're asking my father, you. My father, are, are we stopping? I want an answer. I, I want an exclusive. Are you done? For real. Every time I answer this question, it, I can never answer it correctly because I don't know. Because and, wow. and like one time they asked me on entertainment, I said I leave it in God's hands, and then all these religious people got mad. Don't bring bringing Jesus into <laughs> yeah, Never mind God. That's right. Don't bring Jesus into your fortification. Stop it. All right, yeah. let's make a prediction. I let's make a prediction. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy currently with you know my dozen. But what that if I got you? But, yeah, but the dozen. But what if you meet a woman? Let's say, right. let's say um, I don't know what it would be. And you fall really you crazy. cold. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to be amazing. Yeah. You know why she's got to be amazing? First of all, she's got to put up with all these other women. And she's got to put up with all the other kids. Who would be the woman that make you have a baby again? Right now, right off the top of your head, <laughs> I said to you, you could have any woman in the world. Doing this. Who's, who could it be? The head if I said to you, like, like, if I said to you, Next, Taylor Swift uh, wants to have a baby with you. I mean, we, Absolutely. That's the one. That's um, all in. What is it about her? First of all, she's an amazing songwriter. Uh, and what I do love about Taylor Swift is the fact that she has been so vulnerable and open with all of her music since a young girl. As, and she kind of like me. Like, me and Taylor's numbers is very similar when we're talking about <laughs> being in these streets. Right. <laughs> So you know? I think she would relate to me very well based uh-huh. off of like, yo, you dated a lot of people in, in the public eye, so have I. So we probably would really understand each other. 
It has been reported that Taylor Swift recently broke up with her boyfriend of yeah, six years. Free. You Thank know you I know that, that, Howard. You know how my, my spidey senses was tingling. <laughs> I would love if you had a baby with Taylor Swift. I think it would be Me fantastic. too. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Says the pro black. Oh God, I can't. Turban wearing. He's wearing a turban right now. Dusty, dusty turban wearing it. Taylor. Oh my God, Taylor. I know you had a vulnerable time in your life. Put the bodyguards on high alert. You know when you have a breakup and you're vulnerable and you're just like, I just want somebody out of these streets. I don't care. Just somebody to chill with my lonely night. No, Taylor. No, oh, not even a date, not even kidding. Like you, where you, you say, oh, let's do the cute Hollywood contract. We don't know. So no, 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 not with him. Not with him. Don't do it. Taylor Swift, stay away. Oh, my God. Oh, he's so dusty. I think Mariah even just dropped the alleged, she allegedly, I mean, she, she just dropped the, the custody thing. Because Mariah's like, he don't see the kids anyway, they said. That's what they said, that Mariah said, okay? You know, she ain't got to worry about no custody. She got no custody because he ain't really out in these streets, allegedly. The rumors are, the alleged rumors are, he ain't doing the, he ain't really there. Don't, that's what she don't want to tell you. Don't let him to, don't let him fool you. He up there looking at that man. He's thinking he going to have a little songwriter. He's also doing a talk show in the morning with his Abby De La Rosa, his, one of his baby mamas. At least he gets some jobs. Now, this week they asked him to memorize on Howard Stern, like, you know, do you know all your baby mamas? Do you know them? Do you know who they are? And he could not name the one with the, the woman who has the black cap. Honest. And you know what? It seems like the baby hit that baby mama's over it. Like she don't really care. She just like, you know what? Me and I I got my child, okay? I ain't worried about Nick. I understand I'd have made a dusty mistake. That's what it seemed like she's saying. She ain't saying that, but it seemed like she's saying it. Lanisha Cole. Lanisha realized probably soon as the baby came out, she probably holding the baby and she heard him say one more and she's like, Oh, damn. According to theshaderoom.com, Lanisha Cole, the mother of Nick Cannon's daughter, is speaking out after the comedian forgot to mention the child by naming all of his kids during a recent interview. Lanisha the Cole took to her Instagram story to share a message. It's not normal to have your life pay out in front of our audience, but this is the age we live in. That being said, no person's path is linear. There's going to be blind curves, peaks, valleys, and sometimes we make wrong turns or run into dead ends. See, she understands. I ran into a dead end. I ran in a dusty mood. Simply correct course and get back on your forward-moving path. I pray every day for strength, guidance, and peace, regardless of where I'm at on my path. I know that God's got me, and I've got Onyx. To all the moms out there, take care of your heart with the same love and patience you have for your baby. It's not always easy, but we're built for this. Lanisha realizes that this is a shit show. I mean, <clears throat> she 
realized what she realized. And, you know, I don't want to get on her because, you know, I could be like, girl, you knew what it was when you saw them 12 other kids and you saw them 11 other kids. You knew. But I ain't going to get on her like that because I feel like he probably he probably got her some other good one. But I, you would have known. You should have known what it was. When you start having one, two, three, four. Like, you know, when you was having conversation. But I feel like Lanisha, she, 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 she really saying, Listen, no person's path is linear. I make my mistakes. I've done some dumb stuff. But this baby that made it real to me, she's allowing that baby to speak to her senses. She's like, I'm a mama now out in these streets, and I done had a baby with a dusty. Okay? And I got to do what I got to do. Me, God, and honestly, we got each other. I understand this is a dusty. I understand this is a dusty. And I made this mistake. I Fully take responsibility. When I hear no person passes in here, there's other people, I'm not going to get on them. Because I feel like the baby bought clarity. And that's what baby folks do. Clarity. The baby made it real to it. Dang, he's dusty. He ain't going to get right in these streets. He ain't going to make me miss Cannon. He just out here trying to procreate. Like a little roach running around here. She understood. She understands now. Ain't nothing I can fast to say from Lucia Nicole. But God speed for you and your baby. That's under that's getting the lesson. That's saying I I understand. What she said was beautiful. She she threw a little subtle say shade. That's not like she deserved a little subtle say. She threw a little bit over there over there. But she understood. She's like, Hey, ain't my path it ain't no person's path is straight. I, I know, I know this is a bad situation. Damn, I messed up. That's what I heard. That's what that was saying. I'm translating. Dang, I didn't have this dust. A rich dust. Well, that's so we think is a rich dust. I, I, I understand. And I'm willing to, I understand what this is. Appreciate. Shout out to her, this young lady. She gets it. She, I feel, I'm feeling like she gets it. I'm hoping. I'm feeling like that baby. Awesome clarity to otherwise cloudy situation. And Taylor, run. Like when you see Nick Cannon, just run. Like just run. Like like put your bodyguards. When you see him, have your bodyguards up. Like just on the lookout for Nick Cannon. Like oh, there's Nick Cannon. Yeah, guards, bodyguards. Don't even let him say hi. Don't even let him touch you. You might get crazy. You know, just don't. Don't just stay away. Stay away. Texas man was sentenced to 70 years in prison for spitting at cops. Now, I just said, did he kill a cop? Did he spit kill a cop? What happened here? 70 years? What kind of spit? Was he spitting bullets? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what was going on. What's going on? Why y'all giving him 70 years? I don't understand what's going on with this. This is crazy. But it says, and this is NewYorkPost.com, it says, a Texas man was reportedly sentenced to 70 years in prison for spitting at Lubbock police officers during an arrest last May. Cops picked up Larry Pearson, 36, on domestic violence charges after he allegedly hit a woman several times in the face, leaving her with multiple visible injuries, according to EverythingLubbock.com. Person, Pearson allegedly got angry when officers didn't arrest the victim and started kicking the door of the police, uh, police cruisers. When two cops opened the door 
to the man he saw piercing, spat them at them and kept doing so even after he got to the Lubbock County Detention Center, the website said. Jurors later found him guilty of two counts of harassment of a public servant. During the trial's closing argument, Prosecutor Jessica Gorman asked the jury to send a message to both the suspect and society with its sentences. Pearson has prior convictions for aggravated robbery and family violence. As a result, he faced a minimum of 25 years. If you're going to live a life of crime, you're going to do that among the criminals, Gorman told the court, according to everythinglubbock.com. Jim Siles Pearson's defense attorney told jurors that the sentences was for a simple misdemeanor that got out of control. You're not going to get 70 cents 70 years for something like this where you've never been in trouble before. Wait a minute. The jury threw the book at him anyway. I can't believe they gave him 70 years, not for the domestic charges, domestic violence charges, not for beating a woman in the face, but because he spit on cops. Like murderers, I've been watching some horrible stories on the ID channel, especially in black cases where murderers end up with 10 years, 15 years. I mean, you done, they've done some hideous stuff. 20 years, he's got 20 years because of the, the, the whatchamacallit made a plea, and we found that it was best for the family and everything that they get 20 years, especially in black families. Damn, never, it's hard to get a life for okay. Done horrible crimes. And this dude spit on somebody and got 70 years? Well, we live in the, what I'm telling you, it's the Twilight Zone. Let's keep trying to tell you, we in the toilet, it's here. We we here. We here. Let's I just want y'all to know. Y'all know it. As long as y'all know it, and y'all have an understanding, this is where we live in. Every day is the twilight zone. Really? 20 years? I mean, 70 years? Wow. Marvel has a black opinion to recast Jonathan Majors' Kane. Oh, Jonathan Majors, have you dropped the bag? Have you dropped the bag? So quickly, so fast. Like a shooting star across the cosmos. You see it, then you don't. It's not funny, but it's hard. I mean, it's messed up. According to CBR via MSN, Marvel Studios may have come up with a contingency plan to replace Jonathan Majors as Kane in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, according to a new rumor. It's also rumors out here that they've replaced him for the Dennis Rodman film already, too, because he was supposed to play Dennis Rodman. I'm imagining that those texts that his lawyer released that was supposed to help him didn't work so well. Anywho, has reported the direct Marvel insider Jeff Snyder spoke on the Hot Mike podcast to discuss the major situation following the actor's arrest for alleged assault. The pundit claimed that Marvel Studios is eyeing a replacement akin to actors such as Dainston Idris. Oh, look at that. Dainston Idris is getting ready to benefit off of this. Now, you know what? I actually think Dainston would make a great king, though. 
he ain't as good an actor as this dude is. That Jonathan, mate, Jonathan is bad. Okay, listen here. I listen. I don't like what Jonathan did, and Jonathan needs to go get some help. I believe in people getting second chances, and you need if you did that to that girl, you need to go get some help. But to ruin somebody's whole career is crazy. But making sure he gets some help and see if he's making sure he stay out of trouble and stop beating. Because y'all know y'all got still people in Hollywood that's up in these movies that be kicking people's ass. They know what's up, okay? I would like to see Jonathan Majors make time back. Nobody throw him away that quick. You know, and maybe him get some help if he's willing to get some help and willing to admit what he's done. If he ain't willing to admit. Actually, Jameson would make a great king. I'm not going to lie on that. Because of what I've seen on Snowfall. Jameson okay. um, uh, Idris from Fox Prime Drama Snowfall suggesting Idris casting opposite Brad Pitt in Apple's Untitled Formula One when we placed him on the Marvel Studio radar. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to look at that. Formula One? What? Even though there hasn't been any movement on the Jonathan Majors front, I've heard that's kind of the actor who, like, if Jonathan Majors got the boot that came, Someone like Jameson Idris is the type of person that Marvel may look to replace him. In fact, happened Snyder. Uh, in fact, uh, happened Snyder said. Now, I will say this: Jameson Idris is not American. He's not American, so black men be careful out here. Black American men with your jobs, okay? They gang, they, they replacing y'all with some. You know what I'm telling you? Know them replacing y'all with non-black American people. Not that I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to get a job. I ain't no hater. But I am a senior. I know how to white, you know, you know how the supremacists work out in these streets. Okay. They will try to get you rid of you black American actors because, you know, you you a little different now. You little come from a different crop of things. Okay. And ain't these, it ain't these people coming over from London. It ain't they fault. Sometimes they don't understand the American games. They play with black Americans. So they get over here and they thinking, you know, you black Americans is too this and that, y'all too this and that, but you don't understand the game. We understand the game. We 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 can folks over here. Even though they don't they don't, they don't like us, they the can folks, you know. We met they they understand. We they we they we what happened in slavery, we end up being kin folks. And even and even though we don't like each but we understand how they play these games. Y'all don't. Especially when it comes to us. And they will use the immigrant class against black people. Okay. Yeah, they don't know what So, Jonathan, you have severely dropped this thing. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get it back. Now, this week, do I got time? What time is it? This story is just crazy. Yeah, we got time. Israel Adesanya gives cryptic, I don't know if I said his name right, cryptic reaction to soccer star Arkaraf Akimi's bizarre divorce story. Okay, said newly crowned UFC middleweight champion Israel, I'm not going to say his name, has shared a cryptic reaction to the latest controversy surrounding parents St. German soccer star Arkreef, I don't know if I'm saying his name, which the controversy stems from Hakim's wife, Hiba Habu, who's this morning openly filed divorce against the Moroccan international. A beef reportedly wants half of Hakim's fortune. However, it's been reported that everything he owns is in his mother's name. 
meaning a boot may not be entitled to anything. Reaction to the shocking story on Twitter, uh, they said, I did say yeah, using emoji of a chest piece with a heart above it. The image likely signals, signals a checkmate move with the Nigerian news Zelander rooting in favor of Barkari Pai King. Now, um, it says Israel has been likely on cloud nine in recent weeks after reclaiming the 185 strap. And that's what you're talking about this guy. Uh, let me see. Let me go ahead. It says, today's headline factors are focused on the bizarre story coming out of Paris involving Arkash, and this is from sportspedia.com, and his wife, Heba Abu, which, which Israel reacted on Twitter. The 25-year-old Hakeem met the Spanish actress while playing for Beruza, uh, Bru- Bru- I don't know what to tell you that, Dorfman. And the pair soon married in secret in 2020. They have two children together, okay? Uh, and they say Heba took the Instagram last month to confirm the pair was separating and beginning to burst the season. Okay, uh, but there and the rumor is that he's been allegedly accused of 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 rape. So I don't know how. And she says the rumor is that he filed. She filed for that and demanded half of the money. Okay, listen. I you know what I'm the I'm a, I've never had a child and I've seen women. I've seen I've seen a couple of women who have defended their sons no matter what done all kind of things to protect their sons, putting out the money in their sons. Name. This woman, this man got two kids with this woman, okay? Um, and listen, I understand me, and I, it would have been a hilarious story if I didn't see him two kids and him being accused of something uh, stuff. Sometimes, here's what I say. Sometimes women, even if you warn your son about somebody, if you say, hey, this chick ain't right, you know, you need to not do this, she, she's a money grabber or whatever, or whatever, it is your son. This is just my personal opinion, okay? I don't got no kids. But, you know, I've seen mothers who have done this. I remember I had a friend, I had a dude I was dating with. I'm going to tell you, I had a dude I was dating years ago. And the mama, I'm telling you, when I was young, I was a young girl, the mama, Okay, the mama, mama, the mama. I, she like, oh, you know, I was, I was coming to see him, you know, when I was, and I was really into this person and stuff like that. And so she, mama said, you know, one time when I came over there, I, I remember I was coming over there uh, <laughs> after a class one time, and the mama says to me, and she says, you know that uh, little white girl been over here, that blonde white girl, right? Like, huh? She said, honey, I'm just telling you because I don't like that. She said, and I know you are, you are cute and you're a smart little girl and everything. I'm just telling you so you don't get your little self in no trouble messing around. This, you blah, 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 blah. You know, she, she told the truth on her son. I'm like, wow. And listen, let me tell you something. And it continued when, because I was on and off with this person sometimes back into, into my, even when I got old. <laughs> I was okay. When I was early in my like early early twenties, and so my the mom had a discussion when we sit down, mom and some of the aunts, and they told me what the future would be. They saved my life. Listen, they wasn't they it wasn't because they didn't like. They loved me. Those women loved me. Like, Listen here, we just gonna tell baby do what you want to do. But we ain't in no no business of selling selling and getting you out here. And you be in some mess, honey. Save my soul, okay? Just let me tell. I just let me just tell. I just I just want you know, save me from doing stupid stuff, okay? 
So that's why I'm just trying to say to sometimes women, you need to not get involved in your son's mess. That's he's a man. You got you, that girl got two kids. You shouldn't have married her so fast. You should have thought about what was going on. What the what the hell you do that since 2020 she feels the need to come after all half of your fortune and whatever it is. I don't feel like I should be in the middle of y'all. That's a mama getting in where she shouldn't get in. I don't think that's cute. I don't think it's funny. I don't think no woman should. Same thing I would say with a woman. If you out here making grown mistakes, you deal with your grown-up mistakes. Okay? You be grown. Okay? You grown. I, I, I gave you the warning. Now you deal with the consequences. But other than that, if you a mama, I, I guarantee you. See, a lot of people, a lot of people got here talking about, ha, 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 that's funny, oh, yeah, checkmate, and all the men were saying, that's right, that's right, you know, but that's, no, that's punk stuff. When you get in your mama, and your mama is nothing, is, is nothing, is ruining you when, it, it, when you are not able, you're not learning to deal with your mistakes in life. It's messed up, she gonna take half your money, son, but you should have been thinking. Okay, son, I'm sorry about it. I, I raised you better. I try to tell you. Try to give you discernment about these chicks out in these streets. I'm not taking on your stuff in my name. You a grown ass man. Deal with her as you should. And you got two kids by this woman. How would you feel if a woman has a woman? Now, I don't think she should take half, but I do think she should get some child support. How would you feel as a woman? You left out here with your two kids as a woman. That's just you, and you gotta, and if you gotta pay, and he getting away with looking like he ain't got no income. That's your grandbabies. That's your legacy. I don't like women who do that. I don't like when they they cover for their sons no matter what, because you destroy people's lives. You destroy his life because he ain't learning no no man's skills. Like to take your stuff. This is your. This is your destruction. Did you not look and see what you was looking at when you were all up and married her? Was you, was you in the 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 kitty cat that much that you, you you didn't see that she was after your coins? I don't know if that's what the woman was after or not. But I'm just saying, if that's what they obviously thought that. Okay. And for her, you didn't do your due diligence as, as marriage because when you get married, you need to be discussing finances. Okay, even of a rich man. Okay, because she done got she got food out in these streets too. Realize he ain't had nothing. That's why men. It is important, you know. That's why. Listen, I'll tell wealthy men saying, if you're going to sit down and try to spend your life, marriage ain't no punk, okay? You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to, like, you know, you got to have an understanding about where people are at. Like, I heard Shannon Sharp last week. I paid for somebody's work. I mean, listen, it's like if somebody loves you, they gonna, they going to deal with their own mess. I get it. I get grabbed at whatever. If they love you, they're going to deal with you. They're going to deal with you on their own time and their own thing. But you men have to have better, and women too, have to have better discernment when you have cash, when you got money, moolah. Now, 
I wouldn't lie to nobody if you got money. I'm going to tell you straight up. You know what I'm saying? I'm attracted to finances. I like security. I can Virgo in the second house. I'm a Virgo moon. Security is for, I like security. I like uh, nice. I like kindness. I like uh, loyalty. I like all that stuff. But we ain't going to be fooled out in these streets and act like money, like, you know, like women ain't our purpose, that resources ain't attractive. Resources is an aphrodisiac. Love don't pay no bills out in these streets. Love is nice. Love can create the environment to pay a bill. But love, it ain't just about love. So, fellas, you got to understand, women are going to be checking sometimes on your research. It ain't, it ain't no good no family. They all about the money. It's just that, I mean, people got to protect themselves when they're out in these streets, and you, they getting ready to provide you with children. And see, she done had two babies and didn't realize that the money was in the mama's name. Before I start having babies, I'd be like, where is the dollars? Can we afford these babies? Let's look. I need to see what's going on. Hey, I'm that, but I'm that, you know, I'm kind of, I'm tight, tight. And she just got all the way food out in the street. And probably knew the mama was dirty. The mama sound like a dirty mama. And you know, one of the mamas that don't think nobody good enough for her son. Mm, look at her. She took a good girl. She got the, have you ruined their son's life? Nope. See, when you start that sniffing that energy and you just probably wimping to his mama and stuff, you should have known. She got she in control of y'all, okay? Women, peep game, okay? And men, you need to be discerning enough so that you can make your own decisions so you won't be having to hide your stuff under your mama's name whatsoever. And not because, you know, because I don't know if the woman's a gold digger. It's just that you just got to sometimes try to discern it better for yourself. You can't be, it's too many people that get out in these streets and, and make excuses and, and, and try to hide. That's not cute. It's not cute that he's hiding his assets and he has two children with this woman. And he made the decision to marry her. That's your mistake, bro. What's going on in this world? We talked about R. Kelly yet. I don't know if we got time. Disturbing text messages suggest victim's mother groomed her for R. Kelly. This is according to MadamNoray.com. Says on April the 10th, court transcripts detailing disturbing text messages between R. Kelly's 17-year-old ex-girlfriend, Azriel Kelly, and her mother, Alice Clary, surfaced online. And social media users did not hold back judgment. The salacious conversation offered a brief insight into a disgraced singer's inappropriate relationship with a teen girl. But she was 17. Technically, 17 is not illegal. You know, a lot of the charges, I think, for R. Kelly, I don't know. I have to look at them. I don't think a lot of them were, because a lot of the women, some of the women were, I think he was in this cube of underage stuff. Was it Rico stuff? I'll have to look at that again. It says the text messages seemingly revealed that Ezreal's mom pimped out her daughter to the convicted predator. Now, listen, I don't think nobody should be messing with a 17-year-old when you're damn near 30. But that's legal in states, when they, when, in certain states. Some states, 16 is legal. So y'all got to check out states when y'all talking about R. Kelly. Because R. Kelly, I don't think they really got him on illegal, the girls underage stuff. Unless he, 
I think I gotta look at the cases. I think a lot of the women were legal age. They wasn't they weren't that much past legal, but they were. I don't think it's it's weird, okay? But I have to look at that. But it's saying, um, but people are saying this could possibly um, uh, get R. Kelly a new trial because it's showing that they kind of pimped their daughters out and stuff like that. Some people are suggesting that this person go to jail and stuff like that. Listen, I told y'all already that R. Kelly was probably both the predator and the prey. I had a whole show on here. Some of y'all got mad at me. Talking about, man, you can't see that. You can't take up for R. Kelly. R. Kelly, R. Kelly. I know something wrong with R. Kelly. Listen, what I'm saying is nobody ever takes it in and I always tell people, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day, about taking in account the time. We were talking about the crack era. Okay, and R. Kelly comes and the heels after the like the crackers, like in the nineties or whatever, the time frame there when R. Kelly first came out. Let me see, when's that first Honey Love album? And the um, remember R. Kelly's first. Album. Um, let me see. R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly started coming like the late eighties, early nineties. You know, um, early night. Uh, this was the heels of the crack era. Crack era was a very different time. Really, I hate to tell y'all. This. The 15th of today is not the 15th of the crack era. If you grew up in the hoods and ghetto, I'm not saying it was right to be taking advantage of little young girls, but most of the girls I knew who was in them, she, not all of them, but if you was growing up in the hood, but they older dudes. You should, you should see how many Chesters used to be outside waiting for their girlfriends to come out after school. And they mamas were spoiled. I remember, I'm going to tell y'all, me and my little story. <laughs> I always got a story to share with y'all. I love stories. Okay, time. Story time. I was talk- and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. We was talking about the crack era. And I was saying, I was like 17. And I met this guy. Like, he was like 23. He was about, about 23, 24. About 24. Now, my first boyfriend, my, my first series boyfriend, I was a freshman. And he was a senior in high school. And my grandparents, actually, that they, they liked his mom and everybody we knew. Families knew each other and stuff like that. It, 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 so it was it wasn't as weird or whatever. But so and my grandmother kind of thought he was a little old, but because she knew and I had been knowing him since I was a, for a year, many years before that, they were okay with it. I even went to the prom my freshman year. Okay, so my but I remember I get about I'm like about seventeen, and so uh, this guy, you know, he's really good looking. He had this like. Um, he's real popular. All the girls like me. He's just he's handsome. He's like I'm a twenty three, twenty four, and I'm twenty four, something like that. So this guy, I meet him one day at this at this event they had at the zoo in the park and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, you know, you should go out. And so I was like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, stuff like that. And you know, back then in the nineties and stuff, you know, it was a different, different, it was a different atmosphere. Seventeen was twenty five. Okay? 
So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hate to tell y'all. I'm just going to tell y'all what it is. So when, so when, so he, so he comes over to visit me at the house. But I never kept, I didn't keep no secret. My grandparents were very open. They didn't like no secret stuff. Those, they didn't want to know because they, they, my grandma always used to say that people, you strict on kids, they the worst. Okay. So with, uh, so, so when my grandmother seen him, met him, so I said, you know, he wants to take me out. My grandmother's like, absolutely not. <laughs> right, so I'm like, I'm only, I'm, I'm 17, I think I'm 17 or going 16, going on 17. I said, why? You know, I'm 17. What are you talking about? She said, yeah. I said, my friends, they older guy. She was like, but you not about to date. That man's way old. That's a man. You not about to, we not, we not doing that. Right? So I respected my grand, and I was like, yeah, no, you know, my grandmother's like, oh, no, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So I respected that, you know, because I understood that. that and plus, my grandparents kept tight. And even though know, they weren't strict, they still kept tight knit. Like, you know, people on the block, he's like, Kiki, I saw Kiki out there riding that new car. You know, people would see you on the block and stuff like that, right? Even, I mean, I don't even, I told the story on the, did I tell you about the party? My boy, I used to have a boyfriend that had parties that used to throw parties at, uh, he used to throw parties at hotels, like big parties, like where they would rent out the whole floor and people be partying and they had <laughs> And he was like, he was a smart kid. Like he went to, he went to a smart school. I, I don't even want to, I don't give away. But like he would throw parties and stuff. And one night I was at one of the parties and one of my grandparents' friends saw me at the party. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm so scared. And the next morning, just to learn my lesson, because I was at the party and I shouldn't be, to learn my lesson. The dude showed up at the right house. I was like, oh. he's like, hey, Kiki. I was like, oh, my God, please. Oh, my God. I was thinking in my head, he's going to tell. He did not tell. It was so funny. My grandmother said, I knew something went right. <laughs> when I told her years later. <laughs> I was like, I was so scared. I was going to get busted. But I, it, the hood was so much of a different place at that time. Listen, it, girls was different. I hate to say it. So I always, I'm not defending R. Kelly. I'm saying that was the kind of atmosphere R. Kelly was breathing in. And a lot of parents, my my grandparents wasn't them type of parents. I got my grandma, like, you ain't got ain't nothing out here we can't give you. But it, so I, they weren't that. But it was a lot of people in the hood who didn't have that close reign on them. And stuff like that, and they and they was out here getting that. All these girls was dating dealers, drug dealers, all kinds. Of, I'm just telling you the truth. Hey, it was a different crack era. Was a different. So this is the kind of era Art Kelly comes up in. I'm not trying to see Aaliyah. Her 15 year old. Y'all thinking Aaliyah 15? She's just 15 years old. Even us, we were shocked about it when we heard it. You know, we was like, damn, why are you messing with that little girl? But remember, she's in the industry, so her 15 is probably 19. I, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just trying to tell you the era that breeded Art Kelly. And so I'm not surprised that these parents was out here trying to groom their kids, especially if you're from the hood and you ain't got no money and you did, and, and Art Kelly coming on down there and knocking on your daughter's door. Now, Art Kelly would have got cussed out of my house. Okay. <laughs> my grandfather would have been loading guns up. Oh my god, I got so many funny stories. Y'all, my grandparents used to have a. I, 
I got so much many funny stories. My grandparents, one time, I was like, we was, it was a particular, I was like 15, 16 again, a particular star. Like, he was my age, though. He wasn't that far. He was a teenager. He wasn't that far ahead of me, like, in age, maybe about two, maybe three years. Or three. So I might be 16. And we had just saw this, this tour or whatever. And so my friends, we were all excited because, they somebody they came out got my number or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, they gonna call or whatever. Middle of the night, we have a, I, I have a slumber party over my house. This is a or or was it's a group part of a group, okay? And so I'm like, all my friends are like, oh my god, he gonna call you, he gonna call you. We all fell asleep at twelve one o'clock. Dude calls at one in the morning. Next morning, I get up. And my friends are, we all downstairs eating breakfast. Everybody like, oh, he got her. You know, we all done. And my grandpa comes down and says, hey, Kiki. And I'm like, huh? He's like, some dude called here about 2.30 or 3 in the morning. So all my friends, we all looking. I was like, and he was like, uh, man, I see too. Yeah, I didn't know who you was. And he said, what? He said man, I see too. Uh, 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 Keisha, and he said, he said he, my grandpa said, she's in bed like you should be. Click. <laughs> I was like, no. He was like, don't nobody be caught here at 3 in the morning waking me up. About Even though I had a summer break and I had just come from a concert. I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, seriously? Really? Did you really say that to this particular person? I don't care who it was. He didn't get, my grandfather had no care. No care. You don't, you don't disrespect his house and call it 2.30 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> You can't call out the <laughs> Unless I answered the phone real quick. So he couldn't be here. <laughs> so that's why I, that's why I, I, my grandparents didn't have no tears. He was like Kelly, uh, uh, Doodoo Brown, or whoever. You know, you weren't coming up with that. Okay, but there was a lot of parents that did not, in the 90s, who did not have that. A lot of kids did not have that. And so that is the kind of environment Right, Kelly comes up, and you had a lot of women who didn't have no money, and if they kids had a chance to get with a right Kelly in them crack era streets, and after the crack out, even now in, in these days and times, I believe that happened. I believe some of these parents groomed their kids for Art Kelly. I see it. I believe it. Okay. I'm not saying it happened. It was allegedly in that article, but I'm saying it's probably a whole lot more parents that was grooming their kids. A grooming that young girl, and they lie, and the and the, the text messages says she lied about her age, allegedly. You remember that little girl that was going to on the R. Kelly thing? Who was going to the courthouse every day? He said she lied about her age. Okay, she was she knew he was on trial for child pornography. This is the first track okay, back in the day. She knew. He was on trial for child pornography and stuff like that. Yet she brought her little tail at 16 every day to the court case. And then when they finally said something to her, she lied and told him she was 19. Child, y'all don't listen to okay, She lied. And it took, they said allegedly it took like Kelly a long time to figure out she wasn't 19. First trial in the early two was the early two thousands. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I ain't trying to excuse R. Kelly. I'm just saying what it is up in these streets. Okay. 
a mess. <laughs> we have come to the end of the show. You guys, thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week. I'm going to try to have a part two because I have more stuff to talk about. Chad. I got I got tucking in with Jaguar White. Right. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about part two. I'll try to do a part two maybe uh, sometime this week. I'm going to try, y'all. Y'all know how I'll be, okay, out in the street. But I'm going to try my best to do it. We're going to leave tonight with, we're going to leave with, Oh, let's look, look my way. Y'all know I love that song, uh, Kevin Ross. I'm out. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of y'all weekend. Happy Sunday. See ya. Girl, I love to walk by you each day, but you don't even know my name. Feeling like a stranger All this wondering is driving me crazy Maybe somehow, someway I'll make you remember me
<laughs> All right, so if you listen to the My Style of My Voice, like I said, you're listening to the Archive Show, remember you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can send me a message that way. You can also hit me if you need a message, send me a message about what you like to see on the show or just say, hi, what's up, Carlotta? I enjoyed the show or whatever. Feel free to do so. Or, hey, Carlotta, I don't like what you said about Beyonce. Whatever. I don't like what you said about Chloe Bailey. That's okay. You can feel free to hit me up, okay? And uh, you can also uh, hit me up on Twitter, Carlotta72 and Steve Chatwood Show are my two Twitter handles. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. That's Carly's with an S underscore Galaxy, all right? Guys, it's been fun, okay? Oh, my God, I got so many. I some other stories I want to talk to you about. We talked about Art Kelly. Let's see, let's see what's the other stories if I do. If I do a part two, I can't. Because when I don't do a part two, y'all be like, hey, I think I'll race you to a part two. And you didn't even say what it does. I don't want you. I don't want nobody writing it. All right, so, but if I do, so now, listen, I'm stressing if. I'm stressing if. <laughs> I do a part two. This is some of the stories we might talk about. Uh, U.S. women make as much money or more than men in half of marriages. Uh, we'll probably talk about the Tennessee, too, because I didn't really get to that. and talk about this week about more about how I feel about that. Uh, the leak that, that happened at the Pentagon. Uh, people being in music, being concerned over this AI music, because they making robots sound just like these singers out here, okay? Uh, and uh, we got to talk about Lizzo and Candace Owens this week and what Candace said about Lizzo. I mean, there is so uh, uh, so much. Oh, I forgot to talk about the uh, a Michigan GOP chair who talked about Beyonce's paganism conspiracy theory from 2020. Yeah, so much. I told you I was going to start calling y'all uh, witches out in these streets, you entertainers. We got to talk about LaCrosse setting the record straight, talking about she wasn't talking about open marriage. But, child, we got so much. Listen, it's a lot, a lot more that we got to talk about, okay? So I'm going to try to have a part two. I'm going to try. I can't, I can't promise y'all nothing, but you know what I'm saying. We're going to try to do it out in these streets, all right? All right, so you guys, well, have a weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. I'm leaving out now with, uh, let's see, let's see, let's be good. SOS, baby. It's the CC Show. I'll cry a lot of. See y'all. Bye.